everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast where we will be celebrating the Bobbins Awards of 2022. I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. How are you doing Gemma? Are you excited for an evening of entertainment and, and, and criticism? Oh I, I love it. Bobbins Awards, definitely the highlight of, uh, one, of one of the many highlights of the uh, of the Conversation Street year. This is the oh, what, fifth, sixth year we've been doing them now. And Coronation Street are still talking to us, so can't we can't be doing anything too bad. Can't offended anybody too important. Gemma, for our, for our new listeners and people who maybe have forgotten, what are the Bobbins Awards? Bobbins Awards is where we celebrate the silliest things that happened in the last year. Yeah, basically that's it. The most annoying people, the weirdest situations, stories that went nowhere, people that came back who shouldn't have bothered. Stuff we, like that. We, we do really, really like Coronation Street, but it's sometimes not 100% perfect. And and these awards are just here to recognise those moments. And, and it's give, just to be, you know... Some, you give Coronation Street some pointers in the right direction. But just I was, poking a bit of fun. Yeah. It's all light-hearted. Not, no, no malice in this at all. We're just having a laugh about something that we all really actually love. So. When, we, when I was um, putting together nominations and stuff for this, I was kind of realising that... And maybe I realise this every year and then forget. That it's not all criticism as well because when when i've said to people when people have thought oh the bobbins awards are coming out when's the bobbins i've seen some people saying oh bobbins i could go on forever because how bad 2022 and coronation street was but some of the awards as well are criticism criticizing something that so it should be criticized that coronation street wants us to criticize like you know we've got our dirty dog award yeah like that's no criticism of the show that's just saying which character really was the the, yeah, the, the scummiest guy of yeah. the year. And, that's what and kind things of like uh, Grey Hoodie Award for Naughtiest <gasps> Villain. Gemma is wearing a grey hoodie right now. I yeah. just realised you put, put it up. put my hood up because <sighs> I want to get the award this year. But Gemma's got a fleecy hoodie on. I don't think it makes it look quite so intimidating. Oh, I'll tell you it? what, this is the most comfortable thing. Yeah. You guys, go to Next if you're in the UK. Get one of their fleecy hoodies. Yeah, you, I, I can't keep my hands off her, honestly. Well, you're doing a good job <laughs> so, at the moment. <laughs> so Shall we like, do the first oh, award? Yes, yeah, so the first award of the evening is our Do One New One Award, which is where we take a look back at all the new characters on the street and say, which ones can just go away again, I suppose? Which ones and are we don't, just don't Less want? impressed by. And and the way these, I suppose we didn't say earlier, the way these awards work, don't worry, you've not missed the call to vote. These are ones that are just decided by us on the evening. And we yes. definitely always agree on it. We don't have any falling out or arguments or glarings at each other, do we? Now, so, I'm going to say, I don't think there's any big standout, like, no, I don't annoying think so person who... We wish would just go away or die. When I think about the new characters in Coronation Street last year, on the one hand, I don't think there's any that's absolutely like, oh my gosh, they're my brand new favourite. I can't believe, I don't know what you know Coronation Street was like before they ever came along. But equally, there aren't any where I was like, where, where did that character come from? Who mm. thought that was a good idea? Because out of your main ones, you've got Glenda, Dee Dee, Aaron, I suppose. And then you just got like, little smaller characters like your Lawrence, Damon, Darian, Teddy and, and so on. And I don't know whether it's right to give it to one of the minor characters. Because oh, yeah. bless them, it's not their fault if they've not had many scenes to do. Well, you, the thing is, you've just listed the... I think those three characters are all the, the ones you just said. Aaron. Aaron, Glenda and Dee Dee. I love Glenda. I really like Dee Dee. Aaron, maybe. Aaron might be uh, a Aaron's victim a bit of, of a circumstance. Aaron's a yeah, I'm looking at the other ones that we've got. You know, like mm, Esther and Mike. I kind of like them. I can't. I kind of like them. And I, I, really, John. I think John, not John, state the cardboard no, cutout. We're talking about John, here. Emma's lobotomized boyfriend. 
<laughs> I thought Curtis was Emma's Lafonta boy. I think boyfriend. she just likes him stupid, which is he quite was just rich. Happy. But I mean, I, 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 know, I didn't, I didn't he, mind him. Oh, I feel bad. But he's given like it. a useless. The thing is, right? When you introduce a new character for a, a strong female lead, which most of the most of the women on straight, except Anna, are pretty strong characters. Um, you end up with like a, a useless lunk. Mm. I, I didn't mind John. I don't think he deserves to walk away with oh, this I do. one. I, I'm kind of going more towards Aaron. It, it shouldn't be Dee Dee. Oh, Absolutely no. no way should be Glenda. No. Aaron is just a bit of a kind of a wet blanket, isn't he? I mean, and he's let Summer walk all over him. We've got Damon and and uh, Eliza. Da- Damon's you know, all right. Frank, Eliza's cute. I'm Frank sure she's not and Lawrence, Sean's boyfriends. I, I think Lawrence is a fair, fairly strong contender. Yeah, he is actually. I mean, Frank had a bit, you know, a bit of spark Frank, to him, didn't he? When Frank he was, was a bully, Michael. I don't know how you can stand behind that. But I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not too sold on Lawrence yet. But he's another one that's like, am I supposed to be sold on him? Is he going to be staying, or is he going to be having this Who? one story? Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence, or is he having this one story with Sean and he's off? Then you got the likes of like Lucy and Bridget. I can never remember. Lucy's the bad mum, isn't Lucy, she? Lucy, Bridget Lucy's and Eliza grand... are just... Ugh. Yeah, but Eliza's nice. I like her. I know, She's but they're musical all and smart. fairly forgettable unit of yeah. characters to facilitate Stu's storyline. Gabrielle, what about her? I like her, but I think she's going to die. Yeah, I think I think that she's got a target on her. <laughs> uh, and Fern as well, I quite enjoy. I... I... Go on, who are you thinking? I'm, I kind of am going Aaron, and I'm, and I'm really sorry, James Craven. It's it's more that you're a main character, and is, you're yeah. still not really getting my juices flowing. Does he have a personality beyond... Oh. The thing he's is, just there to be right. the... You know, he, he's there as an accessory to Summer's story, and they've put him in the garage, and it's like, I don't buy that you're a mechanic, because you're just too, you know... Um, Useless. In defence of him, I want to say that when he's not around Summer, he actually opens up and he seems yeah, really man. nice. And he is, he is a nice guy. He's got a totally different personality when when Summer's around. Um, so in a way, do I want to say do one new one Aaron? Because I feel like we want to get rid of the old Aaron and, and get a new Aaron who, when Summer dies, hopefully... Uh, <laughs> So cruel. He can... I want to redeem Summer. I yeah, used to too. love Summer. I want Aaron to just give her a shake and say, let's just stop being he has, useless. He thumbs. has stood up to her a few times, hasn't he? But it sometimes takes a little while. I'm going to give it to you. I think Aaron should get this. I, I'm, I'm not going to say no to Aaron. I don't Aaron. want Aaron to feel bad as, as a fictional character mm. because I do think there's a potential... potential yeah, there is. And like I said, this is not against James Craven. And, and he handsome. seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. And lots of people have said he is the really nicest of guys. But the story that he's found himself in, just the fact that... Summer yeah, so summer, Summer's kind of dictating, you know, what's happening with their baby or whatever. And, and he, he needs to stand up to her more. Um, Can I just say... There's potential in him, but I'm not seeing it yet. Summer and Aaron's love story feels like it was written by somebody who just hates Twilight on principle and hates all kind of young adult books about mm. two, like a boring girl and a boring boy getting together and by yeah. the, end of the, the end of the novel. It feels like it was written by somebody <laughs> that hates teen romance. I mean, yeah. I, I wish I looked like Cedric Diggory, but I don't. No, so, so you can do one. Um, Aaron can do one, but... 
you know, you, you can change. You can change. D- so okay, we'll do a new winner. one. Aaron, we in agreement? Yeah. Aaron Sandberg, there we Sorry. go. Right, next up, Gemma, as you mentioned before, the Grey Hoodie Award. So, this is... This is named after... I can't even remember what it came from. Was it a load of it was Simon, dodgy lads it? Yeah, yeah, that Simon was hanging about with years ago that all had grey hoodies together and that was like the, the uniform of the chavs of uh, Coronation Street. This is the low-stakes villain of the year. This, this is yeah, the, the one p- who... the most pathetic villain. ...who is supposed to be scary but we just think is is a loser and uh, we would probably... We feel like we could take them on. Yeah. Even though in reality we wouldn't be able to. Oh, probably not. No, no, no. but yeah. Uh, I mean, I... I, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that does Max get included in this as a nomination because he has been a bit of a bad lad this year and he has worn a grey hoodie. Yeah. He, he's got the uniform already for this. Um, I don't. I think because he's he's meant to be nice but he's just a bit misguided and he has had a bit of a redemption arc no, makes you think maybe evil. he's not he's not really deserved to be he's in here. He's a modern grey hoodie because he's using the power of the internet. <laughs> I, I don't think that when he is being bad that he's necessarily effective at it and he screwed up yeah, trying to killed who oh yeah max and the gang oh yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about like you know when you tried to um trying to drug daniel at the beginning of the year or something and accidentally made now you're gi- i'm sorry or... but you feel like, to me you're you're giving me more compelling reasons when you but when you started talking i was thinking it's not max but now the more you've said the more ineffectual things he's actually tried to pull off Throughout the but, year, it's making me think. I, I think to me, a grey hoodie is probably supposed to be threatening, but isn't very good at it. I mean, I think a lot of people would be putting their cross in Stephen Reed's box for this at the moment. I'm quite enjoying Stephen Reed as a baddie, but I know that there's been a lot of people saying he's, you know, put him up against the likes of Phelan and Hillman. You know, there's a, a big you know, who can stand up against them. But even like John Stape, and he, he's just coming up as being a little bit pathetic, a bit of skulky, and he looks like guilty as sin all the time. Nobody's noticing. And he's just, yeah, panicking around, loitering around by the bins, sleeping in his car. And he's not... But I suppose maybe, is he supposed to be villainous? Or at the moment, you know, at the time of recording, is he just a, a nice guy that something kind of unfortunate has happened to? Oh, no, I suppose he's, no, he's, 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 he's ripping off his family, isn't he, as well? He's not just the murderer of Leo. Charlie. He's got... He, he's achieved a lot, though. You know, he's the only one who's really killed somebody out of this list. Of... <laughs> the only one that's really done it, yeah. Well, who's killed anyone else? Uh, who knows, who knows, yeah. Um, no, you, well, we you're right, know. so he... Yeah, no, Nobody. I don't... I don't Harvey? Harvey? Who knows? Maybe maybe not. I don't think anyone else on this list is a murderer. That's a good point. So the fact that, you know, as pathetic as Stephen is, he's one of the most high-stakes villains on here, And I'm going to give Leo a bit of credit, which we haven't really done before on this show, but, you know, he's, he's a fairly high-level adversary, isn't he? I mean, he t- it was an accident. He took him by surprise. <laughs> but if you said to me, right, kill Leo... I'd have a, I'd have a tough time. He was a, he was a roughly tough rugby player, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I could bump off, you know, a, a, a lady yeah. maybe, but I, a big a big burly man. I, I think that I Stephen think so. for for both of us has been too entertaining. No, I love him But too I much. definitely recognise that he he is a little bit pathetic and snivelling as well. I'm kind of thinking about low stakes. You know, I think that Dave in um in in Griff's gang is definitely up there because he's this massive, you know unit of a man isn't he we've seen the actor that plays him uh, who, who's kind of jacked up to, to to high heaven and 
twice I can think of, he's been, you know, he's run away. No, that was the first time. It was outside the the racist concert with sinister lyrics. Peter ends up pushing him over, doesn't he? Do you remember? Mm. Peter, this, you know, 60 plus year old Alki is able to floor this big hulk of a guy. And then just recently, after they donk Spider on the head... Um, and Dave's there going, oh, what do we do now? Peter shows up again and he turns his tail and flees. So, you know, as somebody who's supposed to be this, you know, big, I guess, you know, bodyguard, if you like, of this gang of racists, he's a bit pathetic. But I kind of like him for it. What do you think about him? I'm looking at her picture of him. Now, I'm trying to, trying to picture all the gang in my mind. You've got Griff, who is the main guy with the beard. You've yes. got... Max, who's, you know, their little minion. Mm-hmm. You've got Reece. Dave's the muscle. Reese is the one who's Lauren's dad. Yeah, he's like, he was like Griff's he's number like two, wasn't he? He's like a middle-aged kind of, has he got a ponytail? He's got, he's got long kind of straggly hair. Yeah. yeah, and he was the one that was trying to rescue her from the... Um, yeah, yeah. He's actually a bit brave then, you know, he was going oh, to rescue yeah, his not, daughter. Yeah. Reese um, isn't in the running I'm looking me, at Dave. Yeah. Now, Dave's got baby blue eyes. He's got a bit of a, um, a cute face, I would say. <laughs> I don't think he wants to get that damage, so that no. might be part of his problem. Because all... he's worried about the face. There is also Ollie in the gang, and he's, I'm sorry to say, the forgettable one of them all. Um, I'm just trying to look I, 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 I don't think is. I can give Ollie the Grey Hoodie Award, only because I, I, I wouldn't know who to hand this this um, award to that doesn't exist. It's very difficult exist. to find a lot of these characters, because Dave, if you search for Dave Coronation Street, it comes up with David, and if you search for Ollie Coronation Street, it comes up with a dead Oliver. dead child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, you're, well, while no, you're refreshing who... your memory, well, exactly. I, I, we, we can't give it to Wally because, to be honest, nobody really knows who he is. Sorry. Um, but, but yeah, out of Griff's gang, Dave, for me, would be the one that's the, the for front runner there. Um, other contenders, though, I'm thinking, like... Oh, is Ollie the young one with the hair? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. We're looking, we found a picture of him. He, he doesn't have like... enough of a personality no. to get this, unfortunately. Esther and Mike, are they grey hoodies? No, 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 they're too middle class. They've got a live, live, laugh, love in their kitchen. Okay. Immediately disqualified. They've probably you. got a grey tiled bathroom as well, haven't they? Oh, they're, gosh, they're can you imagine? Now, um, Cal- <laughs> Councillor Cameron? No, again, too middle class. Yeah, but, well, yeah, I suppose so. He's, um, Mind um, you, Stephen's pretty middle class. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think that discounts. Grey hoodie you. to me, no, grey hoodie is it's got a level of hooliganism involved. You, you got, I mean, somebody who loiters around yeah. outside Victoria Gardens. You've got to be is... hardy against the cold. Okay, and I don't so, think Council Cameron is. Okay, so like Fern is also not eligible then posh. in your eyes. Okay. Harvey, he he kind of he Harvey, was taken yeah. down by Sam in a battle of uh, of words. Across the prison table, wasn't he? A couple of times He's this very year. Touchy. Sam's like, remember your mum, <laughs> which just reduces Harvey to tears, and he then he goes enough. and has a hissy fit in his in his cell. Hasn't done enough. Um, Kidnapper we, Kieran. Yeah, the, Who's yeah that? you know, kidnapped Kelly, locked her in a cellar, oh. and then tr- and then tried to off um, Gary and and and, and Kelly well, they, on the, on the they rooftop. They had the volume wall. You know, I, I don't, I don't remember enough wall. about him. I don't think he was that great, and Gary was able to overpower him at the end. I want to give it to Dave. Yeah, he's, to me, he fits all the criteria. I, I don't think I could fight him. I think I could. Do you? I think you're <laughs> delusional. If Peter can take him down, even a little weed like me, 
I, 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 I don't think, want I don't want the actor to come and find me. No, and, I think and test out that theory. To I me, think he is probably a real tough guy. I think he's a roughy toughy. I think yeah. me to and me. He's just too lovely. I think Dave. I could um, I could I could make him cry as That's the person that do. seems to me to be part of Griff's group for the muscle. Yeah. We've seen that he's not very he good at that even job. Punched anybody, has he? I don't think he has. I mean, I, I think if he punched somebody, his fist would go right through their face. So it's probably a good job. But Maybe good job. not pre-watershed material. But... If it had been Griff and Alia, I mean, in, Griff and Alia in the in the um, garden, and she whacked him in the face. If that had been Dave, he would have flattened her, wouldn't he? Yeah. Probably. But okay. he's not using his powers properly. He's not, he's not. Um, okay, so, and, and I, I'm not completely convinced about his, you know, the the, ser- the seriousness or the, the, the of his views dedication. on, yeah, his dedication to the I cause. I think he just likes of, hanging out with other uh, lads. Of anti, uh, yeah, so. I, I don't think he, I, honestly, bless him, I don't think he's clever enough to know what they're doing. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Grey Hoodie <laughs> Awards, congratulations, I have to get an extra large size, goes to, um, goes to, yeah, Dave. I forgot his name. Dave. This I, year. Also, can I just say how much I love the name Dave? It's just a real strong name, isn't it, <laughs> Dave? Yeah. Right. Next up, we have the award for Mardi Mayor. Now, this is for the stroppiest strumpet on the street. Oh, nice for, bit of alliteration. Thank you for the the one who's been the the most put out all I, year. See, I'm thinking as the years go on, this is a harder award to yeah. nominate because you know back in the days when we had Anna Windass and Michelle Connor, they're like two shoo-ins for for nominees already there. I mean a shoo a shrewish shoo-in. <laughs> a shrewin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we don't really have anybody like that anymore. Not really anymore. The, the, I mean the closest we've got, I would say, is Leanne. Leanne and Toya used to be fairly. Uh, reliable for for being Mardi to people back when they were younger, but they yeah, softened yeah, yeah. too much. I mean, Le- Leanne has certainly given the old Paddington Bear stares a few times, but I, I'm thinking back to 2022 particularly, <clears> and I, I I don't think that that side of her has come out too much. She she had the falling out with Toya about when she married Imran and everything, and like and she's a bit snitty and opinionated and judgmental about certain things. She's um, kind of been given. Nick a hard time over, um, you know, the, the money and everything, I think. But I think for 2022, Leanne has on the whole been um, fairly pleasant and, and, I, and I do like the character. Um, Are we saying we want more Mardi Mares? I think we need a, a <clears throat> Mardi Mare to come into the street. We need somebody Evelyn's to sort those guys Mardi. out. Evelyn's... <sighs> yeah... But I think that's written it. I, I think for a Mardi Mayor, it needs to be someone who kind of unintentionally winds up the viewers as well. That's what I'm thinking about for Anna, Anna and Michelle. We're kind of supposed to like them, but actually but actually, we don't always. But I mean, maybe sometimes we do. I mean, Sally, one might argue, has been somewhat Mardi this year in her constant demands for to get Tim up them stairs. Um, but I, I don't, don't know whether it really fits with her. Means. No, I know. Um, I'm going to... Can I tell Maria? you who I think are the two Mardias? <laughs> Go on. It's Sarah and Maria. Sarah Habib. Oh, so, oh, so, no. Sa- so, no, it's not Sarah not Habib. Sarah not Sarah Habib. Okay, Sarah Louise Platt. Yeah. Sarah Louise Platt, who... Is she still Platt? I lost her. No, she's Barlow now, isn't Sarah she? Sarah Louise Barlow, who... She got herself in trouble... Well, she she was annoyed with Adam and Lydia because mm. of them. She was fairly Mardi at the beginning of the But also, can I just point out, she just got herself fired... 
from the factory for pointing her finger. Oh yeah, at, she at did, didn't she? Carla's face, in... and then she had to go at her uncle for not giving her free money. Yeah, but I think that was in was that in twenty twenty three. I don't know whether we can count that as evidence towards twenty twenty two mardiness. Well, then I'm going to present Maria, who's been whining on about the environment and refugees. <laughs> Some two two really really important things that I think I would say most of us kind of. Yeah, I mean, agree I'm... with her on. You know, there are definitely opinion, different opinions about both of those subjects that we won't get into because it's too political. <laughs> but on the whole, I would say, especially Coronation Generally, Street, want to it, save feels, the it feels as though Coronation Street expects you to be on the same page as Maria for saving the environment and and just being nice to people. But somehow, everybody is sick of. <laughs> talking about it and she's probably the worst PR disaster for both the environment and refugees there's ever been <laughs> because you kind of start to get the feeling that maybe you kind of wish that um, the environment would just well the planet would just burn and the icebergs would all fall into the sea shut Maria and... up yeah she's it, it's just that the the way that she goes about it, and, and I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's, is it the tone? It's is a it the strong woman, the, Michael. The, the it's very intimidating. It's very sexist to say that she's a Mardi Mare because she's being forthright and opinionated. It's, re- it's really, really bad, isn't it's it? It's difficult but... because the thing is, there are very strong women on the street um, who I think wouldn't get your back up as much as Maria does. And I don't know what it is about. Why is it? <laughs> I don't know what it's definitely, it is about definitely internalised misogyny here in this. Because, um, like, Spider goes on category. about the environment, but he does it in a way that I'm like, yeah, go Spider. But he's also not really doing anything, is he? Whereas she's actually trying to achieve No, change. no, he's not at the moment, but back when he was, 20 years ago, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll join you up that tree. But now, like, sometimes when Maria was going on about it, I'm like, I'll oh, bring out the chainsaw, It you definitely know? is. <laughs> De- definitely is the sex. This, uh, but I've, we said before, we do have, these are sexist categories. Mardi Mare and the Dirty Dog, both very sexist. They are, yeah. But oh, at the end of the day, these aren't real people. These are written by, these are written characters and the, the fact that they're fictional means that they will be imbued with with a sort of certain amount of um, stereotypical um, mm. behaviour because it's a sh- shorthand, yeah. isn't it? It's how I mean, you the, the tell thing, stories. The thing with Maria is that there have been many times in the past 20-odd years where she's been a nothing character. She's been very much in the background and she's just been kind of kind of dull thanks to the fact that she's not given anything to do. And this year they have given her stuff to do and she's got a bit of fire in her belly and that's what you want really isn't it you want I mean Coronation Street is um yeah you know it is all about the the strong opinionated oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it out with you in the street women but I don't know I wouldn't I wouldn't ever put the likes of Elsie Tanner or Inda Charles as a Mardi man I would would you yeah See, I don't know whether I would I think there's just got to be an element of oh just shut up that goes with the not Mardi well, that's sexist. I mean what, what about you know Alia as well Possible. Oh god, yeah, put her in here. Um again, fighting against something which I definitely agree with her on. I mean, she, know, she she's was fighting trying to... against racism and trying yeah, to stand was. up to Griff and she melded him in the face. And and she was fantastic. she was very um very you know, she she wanted to get Stu justice for Stu, didn't she? Yeah, so annoying. looking through those boxes of paperwork <laughs> and, and and she wouldn't yeah, take no you... for an answer. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So maybe I'm thinking it's a toss-up between Maria Alia and, and Alia. Maria. I don't know. Who you th- I mean, we haven't given much of a case for Alia. I think you don't need to. I think it goes without saying, doesn't it? <laughs> it's annoying. Well, you know, I, 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 when, the, when the van blew up, I did give a bit of a cheer. I'm not going to deny that. 
Oh. And when and when Toya and Spider were talking and saying nobody got hurt, that made me laugh as well. Yeah, it did. So it bitchy. did. <laughs> um, I think I like the character of Maria more than I like the character of Arlia. Um, and again, you know, nothing to do with the actors. Samuel Longchambon is lovely. We had a nice little yeah, conversation with her really back in August. Really she's nice. brilliant. Um, but I, <laughs> but and she also said to me, oh, I, I hear that Maria's not your favourite character. I hope this will turn you out. And, I wonder and it what, did, how that come up in conversation. I don't know. And they it, go, don't talk to them. They're <laughs> horrible. They hate and, you. And, and, and it did. I, I, ha- having, having seen Samuel, you know, doing Before, her craft, yeah. and, it has given me a certain level of sympathy towards her but there's there is so what really someone Sir Khan needs to suck up to us otherwise we're going to just keep voting I don't, I don't think Sir Khan uh, oh gosh well, I can't see, decide is, she she um, impressed we never watched it but she was on I'm a Celebrity wasn't she and everyone said she was great yeah 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 really personable true. and lovely um, the, the most I of the actors I think she has lots of great really stuff about Sir it doesn't make any difference no <laughs> to what we think of yeah I might give it to Alia because I tell you one thing it's yeah. at least she has a presence, you know. She's she's got a bit of oomph to her, yeah. and I, you know, sometimes it reminds me of when you scratch an itch, you know, that satisfying feeling of like being irritated and and uh, like you know, all poking yeah. poking um uh, a sore tooth or something. Mm. Sometimes you need somebody to come in and just be a Mardi Mare. Okay, so are we going for? I'm happy to go for with yeah. Alia if you I are. Think Alia. Okay, Mardi Mare 2022. Alia and Nazia. I know, I forgot to write one. That's a a last minute entry Good for you, Alia. Okay, Dirty Dog Award At least you're doing something. Dirty Dog, uh, famously won by Imran last year. And and our only um, Bobbins Award winner to have a certificate presented to to the actor for for the achievement. But um, has Imran retained... Don't tell everyone, they all want one. Has Imran retained the crown for two years in a row. I'm thinking back to 2022 and thinking, there wasn't that much dirty doggedness in the year. We didn't really have the affair storylines. We didn't have people cheating on each other and all Do that. Do you think it's because Coronation Street listened to us complaining about how we hate affair storylines? Oh, yeah, you know, I, I don't mind. They've affair, got a Affair storylines you know. can be good. Um, um, I mean... I completely disagree. Because the, re- the, thing I don't, the reason I don't like affair storylines is because... They always get given to, to couples where they really have no clue about what story to give them. When we almost had an affair uh, story between Tim and Aggie, didn't we? Can you be a dirty dog for having an emotional affair with someone? I, I don't know whether that really counts. Um, I, I, I think he's. I think he's too. Um, too nice to be able to to give that to. I think Imran is, up, to be honest, a, a strong contender because. Especially throughout the beginning of 2022, he was hiding from Toya that that one night stand was from Abby. She knew back from, you know, October, November time in 21 that he'd had a one night stand. But he continued the lie that it was with some rando that he'd met in a bar. And it was only sort of springtime when she discovered it was Abby and Alfie was Imran's um, son. And, And then he went and lied in court. Now, lying in court, I would say, isn't doesn't count as evidence towards Dirty Dog. It's got to have something to do with the old hanky-panky yeah. in the bedroom stuff, doesn't it? But I don't think we can give it to Imran two years in a row for the same affair. Okay, okay. Well, I mean... I want to give it to Ken because I'm, I... Yeah, yeah. I really love the fact that he was going for two women at once. I think I think Ken's a strong contender. Let's just look at the other ones before we circle back to Ken. So I was thinking of Adam. 
Yeah. Now, he wasn't particularly dirty doggish, but last year at the beginning of the year, we did hear an awful lot about his um, past misdemeanors and how he was sleeping his way through college. And and he, he ended up after, after yeah, exactly. And after the whole affair, well, the story, sorry, with Lydia ended, I think he didn't he go off to try and apologize to some of his um, uh, his conquests. old flames or conquests or whatever. So but but he didn't do anything particularly dirty last year. Um, and then you got you got uh, Daniel. Who was he going out with? Now he was going out with Lydia for a bit at the beginning of the year, and then he kissed Daisy. But then I think he dumped Lydia straight afterwards. So yeah, I think it. I think it's got to be Ken, hasn't it? I will give it to Ken because I say <laughs> it's the it's the there's life in the dirty old dog yet. There, there really, really is. I mean. Fair play to him. Yeah, round I mean, of applause. 2022, 62 years after first joining the show. He's, he's still he's trying to still, get his leg over. He, he is. And yeah. there's poor Deirdre in the background, a little photo, smiling it's, away. Yeah, little does she know what's going on down here in mm. Weatherfield. Yeah, because Ken's, I mean, he started developing those feelings for Wendy and, you know, nothing wrong with that and everything. Some people will say, no, he would never lower himself to going back to Wendy again. How dare he besmirch Deirdre's memory? I think it was quite sweet and, and Wendy seemed to be just kind of a nice old woman um, by, by this time. But yeah, then when Martha came back, those episodes when she appears on the scene, Will William Roach's acting was just fantastic. He it. was really leaning into the hover, hover, a wooga, a wooga. You know, and, he, and this guy is ninety, and he was and the, the the looks that he gave, and yeah, and that, and then doesn't he, the character as Ken doesn't tell um, Wendy that he's meeting up with Martha and then she publicly shames him in front of a crowd in the play I mean that's if a, that's not that's what happens to a dirty, dirty dog, dog yeah that's uh, like yeah the prototype of a dirty dog's tale isn't yeah, it yeah absolutely um, the only other one that I thought of possibly could be Mike but I don't think we knew in 2022 that he'd had um, you know, just how dirty he was. I think when he was chatting up Leanne in the bar, that might have been this year still. So, and in any case, he can't stand up to Ken, can he? So, Dirty Dog 2022, <laughs> the oldest character on the street, Ken Barlow. Yay! Yay! He's still got it. Yeah. Okay, next one. Um, so, this is the Give Over Award, um, where we kind of look at something that happened on the street and go... Did that, that make really sense? really happen? I, 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 that's, a, that's a real stretch. I, I have to, you know, suspend my disbelief a little bit too much here. And, and I get in soaps, things like that have to happen in order to facilitate the stories and to make um, cliffhangers and everything. A and lot of stupid stuff happened this year, tell, which is great. I mean, I've got a massive long list here. We probably won't talk about them all, but is there anything particularly that stands out to you to go, no way would that happen? What a ridiculous... What a ridiculous... Oh, wow, I mean, Emma's e-fit was really silly. <laughs> um, Emma's e-fit, because there's a story behind that as well, isn't there? So when... when um, it was Who was it that made the e-fit? Was it Craig? I can't remember. Because he... he no, mm. no, 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 it was the... The neighbour from Yeah, the, the neighbour, Ted, Ted's neighbour, yeah. uh, towards the <clears> beginning <throat> of the year, saw Emma in a cap and everything, and then he does his e-fit to the police, and then what we see on screen is this rubbishy pencil drawing it doesn't look anything like I Emma, don't know what happened something I, happened there. but the, but what happened and, and you know, this is public knowledge is that they had another version of that e-fit with a, a very very dark skinned drawing of Emma and it looked 
massively dodgy. It looked like the sort of thing Griff would come up with. It really, really did. They they, they showed it on um, this morning, I think. I think Phil, Phil and Fern were talking about it. And 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 then in any case, it's not change it because it looked dreadful. Yeah, but it, it's not so much that side of it that's that's a give over. It's to me the fact that. <laughs> the, somebody, looked, somebody at looked at it and goes oh yes that's Emma yeah it I just think... it it feels like behind the scenes somebody got told to do it he didn't have enough time or enough yeah artistic... how do I do this without yeah gonna... I don't know mm. didn't work um, out incredibly dodgy okay um, I... another one I'm gonna say is spider being donked on the head and doing um, no his... that was that was this year I'm afraid didn't count was that was it? 2023 yeah. I've got no idea. That's that's in the running for long. next year, Joe. Okay. Yeah. Um, um I I want to I want to put in the ring um Eileen having her near death experience <laughs> and believing that she had nearly gone to heaven and then becoming all nice and smiley and and it, I I I'm not going to knock the storyline in an entertaining sense. I I thought that was quite fun. It was nice seeing a different um version of Eileen. Sue Cleaver did a great job, but everything involved around it, you know, falling over the pumpkins splayed all over the street, and then they had all oh, Sally's music is playing on her phone, and that makes the her think that she's it's the... The, the ethereal choirs of of, of paradise. And... What was she smelling? Um, I was it a, a cream I've, horn or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was some kind of pastry uh, treat. It just the, it, it was a silly, silly storyline. It raises that. the philis- this horrific philosophical um, question of is is Eileen actually just terrified of death continuously, and that's why <laughs> she's so grumpy? And is that kind of existential dread actually incredibly dark? Mm. When you really think about it, <laughs> I just and does it make her grumpy, hilarious nature actually incredibly tragic and sad? Don't know. I, I just, me. I just put that kind of you know personality change up there with oh, I've been bopped on the head and now I've got amnesia and I don't remember anything that happened and isn't that all convenient? It, it's just like, I, I, it feels like something that happens in fiction and not really in real yep, life. There's like a lot that. of things like that. That yeah. Been this year. Um. And, well, anything else? I mean, there's tons. Anything else? Um. The amount of people that have been in and out of hospital, and had quite serious issues. You mm, know. Yeah. Short hospital stays. Yeah. Again, some of those have been this, this year. year. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's a contender for next year. I, I'm kind of putting up there. Uh, I mean, there's just some little things like. Um, uh, Stephen working out Leo's phone password because he said, "Am I remembering this right?" He says to Janet, "Any any important dates? Oh yeah, his mum's birthday." And it wasn't it wasn't Jenny. It was Daisy. Yeah, it was Daisy. Daisy knew her stepmother's boyfriend's mum's birthday, and it just so happens to be Leo's pin code. I don't really buy that. And and things like when we had the seance, which was fun. But Sam not realising what a cassette tape was or, or, or saying, oh, back, back in the olden days, people had physical media to stream their music through it. And I, I didn't buy that he... But that's small, you know, small potatoes compared, is that, I don't know, <laughs> compared to some of the other things on there. <clears throat> I didn't um, like the fact that, that Toya murdered Imran and um, it went nowhere. I think Toya's murder of Imran may be picking up a few of <laughs> tonight but yeah I'm the, just going to pretend it didn't happen yeah I, I, I think that I prefer to believe it, it was all a lie I yeah the fact that she kind of has now admitted that she knew what she was doing and she 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 kind of lost it but she drove into the wall I'll do it again see I, I don't care I, I think that that's 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 silly plotting 
But I don't know whether that's a give over in that that wouldn't happen, which is why I'm kind of thinking this award should be. It wouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, for example, when Craig was getting obsessed with this case of the granddad dying and the crutches and and investigating down the precinct, going down the Gregory Pope shop. Yeah. And and he said he went down the precinct to look at all the charity shops. Craig, there's <laughs> one. one. And, and he also, didn't he get his forensic mates at the police station to, to investigate this crutch because he was just so... In, de- interested. Interested and deter- he, he had nothing else going on. Yeah, that to me was... That that, that that was silly. Yeah, that that was silly and I don't think that he would get that involved in it. Um, I'm going to say... Thing, oh, what else? Kathy and Brian split. That was a bit of a give over. I, I wouldn't believe that the two of them would break up you know, the way it happened with... First, she ends up kissing that Jim Fizz mixologist. I didn't really buy that, that she would actually do that. And then when it all comes out, they just break up over, you know... It took looks like five minutes and they're over. I, 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 didn't, I didn't buy that that would happen that way. I, I think Spider being an undercover police officer um, should maybe be in the running for this one. The fact that he just is one. Not how good he is, the fact that he just is one. The fact he is one and the the reasons... I don't know. The reasons th- that he is one don't make sense, but that's not part of the, the point I, of this category. No, it, it, they, they explained it kind of well enough for me, I think. But having him coming back as an undercover police officer, I feel like I thought it was quite exciting. But if I give it any kind of serious thought, I'm still... It's niggling in the back of my head, like no, so I, don't, I don't think things. he'd he'd be a great one. Kirk being made extra office administrator. Do you remember that weird storyline? Well, he was helping with their their morale. Yeah, well, I, I think there was a bit where he was like really good with somebody on the phone, yeah, and then right. and then Beth says, "Oh, you should give him an office job." And Carla's like, "Okay." And I know she only did it, and she didn't intend to keep him on. But then, like, why why would she go along with this farce of having? you know, Mr. Dimwit put on a, shirt, a, suit, a suit and tie and, and answer the phones. I just, I, I think yeah, Carla seriously really... would be like, no, get back to your boxes. They've Kirk. kind of thrown Carla under the bus th- this year mm. with how good she's supposed to be at her job. She always was a very determined and clever and shrewd businesswoman. But over the past year, she's just turned into a, an idiot because she's, yeah. she can't do anything without Jacob. Well, she she made um, Kirk into this office administrator person. Wait, wait, wait until the character assassination uh, okay. category before we get more into Carla. I'm sure there'll be about, opportunity there. What about the fact that Elaine was just walking around in Bolton when suddenly she sees Stephen <laughs> yeah, getting that, molested he, by a mo- moped? We, we have, you're right, we have these coincidences where someone happens to be walking by Victoria Gardens where there's some shady dealings. But I, at, at least, least it's, like at least it's in the, the local yeah, geography, you know, the vicinity. But yeah, having Elaine, I know she lived in Bolton, but yeah, I, I didn't really buy that. Um, uh, the scaffolding is that a give over the fact that it's still up after six months and nothing's happening with it that's just a bit silly and annoying rather than give over-ish um, Max's videos the fact that well one the fact that and this is a continual problem I suppose that everything that anyone ever makes content wise on Coronation Street goes viral and maybe that's just me being a little bit jealous of them but the fact that Everybody looks at Max's videos and goes, wow, that's amazing. Like, do you remember he made that factory video for the website? And it was like, it was like it's 
uh, the intro opening to a sitcom about the factory. It was it was a, a, like a, a proper low quality. It reminds me. It reminds me of how in the old days when you had like Geo Cities and you'd launch somebody's personal website and then play music. Yeah, a little MIDI file. Yeah, and it's like we got you got to have your music and you got to have your your guest book and you got to have your, mm. your, your your counter for how many <laughs> it people just have came been across to your as being mega amateur. And I know that he well, is amateur and everything. Yeah. but at the other hand, everyone's saying he's the he's you know the the latest protege in in, in AV. But my point is. It felt like a very old-fashioned approach to creating a website that I don't think a kid now nowadays mm. would fall into that trap. Kids don't even go on websites these no. days. Anyway, do they? It's all about the social media. Um, bistro robbery. The, 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 I remember at the time when that went on, as well as the general silliness of it, uh, there was a lot of complaints about when you remember when Ryan went through the safe and he ends up taking thousands of pounds or whatever out of it and people were saying, what, why is there thousands of pounds worth of cash in Debbie's safe in the bistro? Isn't everything done in card payment these days? That was a bit of a big thing. Um, mm. th- there's an awful lot there's that it so could much. be. I don't know whether anything stands out Nothing more really than others. Nothing really massively stands out to me, unfortunately. I mean, the, the one you went with first with Emma's EFIT was, is, I would say, is quite a strong contender but maybe I'm just kind of getting it mixed up with the whole controversy behind the having to redo the efits quickly between publicity photos and the and the show. Can I being say broadcast. what I think? I think it's I think it's Craig's obsession with the mystery of the crutch because that was extended and this this category is supposed to be for 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 storylines where it just it's so obviously fictional it would never happen in real life mm. and to me the idea that a policeman would spend so long investigating something that then eventually his girlfriend turns out to have been the murderer <laughs> he was and then at the up. end of it they didn't even care anyway like John was like oh yeah wow granddad was old in part it? of the storyline as well do you remember it was a bit rear windowish where he looks out of the window and he sees like, was it Mary or someone having a sword fight out in the street and he goes I need to go down and stop yeah. this and he's like oh we're just rehearsing for a play yeah the, honestly the first the the, the it, it's all embroiled with Emma's exit storyline and mm. I think that deserves I I I'm going to say that, you know, Eileen's near-death experience is up there in that it was literally a a whole personality change. It feels like something that goes on in fantasy fiction rather than soap, which is supposed to have some grounding in reality. It felt like an episode of Round the Twist. (laughs) So uh, are are those ones we got a battle between? I don't feel strongly enough about either of them to tell you which one I think should win. I'll leave it to you. I, I, I... I think I'm going to have to say Eileen. And this whole category is just depressing me. I, I can believe Craig because you know he, he's not the he's most a bit d- um, dim, isn't he? vivacious, uh, yeah, and intelligent of characters. May well get obsessed with something like a crutch and just get a bit silly with it. But a literal personality change, near death experience, music, cream horns, cream horn scent, Eileen. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. kind of going to go with that just because it that was a moment for me when Coronation Street yeah strayed away from being grounded in reality as Good, as yeah. fun as it was. Yeah, okay, I agree with you. Although I've just thought <laughs> what Father Christmas. Oh no. Uh, what's his name? Chris Pringle. <laughs> Chris, Chris Pringle at Christmas. 
Um, Chris Cringle, more like it. It was well, well, very. You're on fire Thanks. today, Logan. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, d- I don't know whether this counts or not, but I, 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 I want to. I just kind of thought that he maybe deserved a shout out somewhere. I know it wasn't really Father Christmas, or was it? What did he actually do? Anything that was a bit go give overish? But I think the fact that we were maybe led to believe that this guy who met Fizz on the road on her wedding day could actually be jolly old Saint Nick himself is a bit weird. But the fact that they didn't lean into it quite as much as they did Eileen's um, change of personality made me think it's not him on a different TV show they might you know a cheesy twee don't want to be rude but American TV programme there would have been a lot more and also my favourite bit about it is the insinuation that he he is Father Christmas means all his family's dead which is not very festive is it no that's true actually <laughs> Chris Pringle's family were all there it's like Chris, I think... Chris Pringle in the world of Coronation Street if he is Father Christmas is like a supernatural being forced to facilitate other people's Christmas days but never enjoy it for himself which is the most dark <laughs> just going for a walk sinister. yeah I um I think if they it looked like they were almost going down the magic route when he magically disappeared at the end but then he just turned out that he popped behind the post box but then so, he walked um, and saw a, a, a shooting star he saw a twinkly so shooting star I don't like shooting stars in, in no. fiction Okay, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to stick. I think we should stick with Eileen. The fact that we, we hadn't considered him, but I, I do want to give old Chris a shout out there. I think it's well, time. To, can I just say, oh, it's a, there's the def, definitely a, fee, a theme there about supernatural. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but you, it wasn't one of your properly supernatural. Was... But I know Jack and Vera, Jack and Vera, Vera come back as a ghost. I know, I know, I'm fickle. So, so hang me. We are fickle. Right. Um, can do something, Gemma. Mm. This is the award that we give out to a character that's just... Not done anything. Not really doing anything. Somebody who's sitting back, treading water, twiddling their thumbs, kind of living up to being, hey, look at me, I'm on Coronation Street, but not we think hasn't anything. pulled their weight. And and this isn't, well, again, this is the fact, <laughs> this is the characters. They haven't been given anything to do. It's yes. not the actor's fault, necessarily. But I They're don't know. Like, yeah, and, and just, to, just to also say... Some of these, we know, there are actually reasons. Like, for example, um, we've, like, say, Steve. He has not been in the show for some months because of Simon Gregson's real-life medical issue. He had two or three weeks, uh, sorry, months off, but I still think that Steve has, like, what's the point of him? And some people might have done stuff like... Eileen, who um, the actress went on. Yeah, yeah. So Cleaver went I'm on. A I'm a celeb, didn't she? But... You know, but we don't really care about that because this isn't a. We're not letting people get away with it. Sometimes I think, in fact, most years in the past, the Can Do Something Award has been us kind of saying, "Come on, we want so and so to have a storyline." Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know whether we want to go that way this year, whether we want to just stick to a why are you here. It's usually a good thing to win the Can Do Something Award because you can use this uh, recording to take to the the boss upstairs and say, look, they're they're gagging (laughs) for me to get a storyline. I've got a feeling that we maybe voted Audrey last year and she did do something this year, didn't she? Yeah, good for her. um, But but I'm looking at the character count and then there's some characters here that really didn't, you know, so much as... Yeah, have a fleeting appearance in Corrie this year, like Simon, for example, who um, who managed 36 episodes for the whole year. Now, I don't know what Alex Bain's been up to. Um, I am kind of thinking maybe they should just let that character kind of disappear. 
but then I got a newfound like of him after after having a lovely chat with Alex Payne um, oh, at, at Millie's party in August. So well, I, I don't think anybody would really be um, noticed too much if Simon wasn't around anymore. But he is a legacy character as a Barlow. Can we just talk about some characters who really have not had storylines that we would like to have storylines okay, or we'll just well, think aren't uh, being make, used. Make it for positive at the moment. So, so Ryan, he's not my favourite character, but really has, what has he done? I mean, he robbed the bistro. That's basically it, isn't it? And I he think was he, in 14... he robbed the bistro, that's it. He's in 43 episodes. Then we've got Ronnie, again, not not character that I'm desperate for more from, but he's been in 49 episodes and can anybody tell me what he's done? He, he was around for the bistro robbing. He was around. That's about it. Kirk, Again, uh, you, you're not going to get, you're never going to get anything major out of Kirky, are you? I mean, I, I don't want him to do something. Uh, he'd never win because that implies that I actually want him to have a big story and I don't. I mean, these are, I start, said this was characters we wanted more from, but I'm lying, aren't I? Because um, just having a bit of a moment again. Zidane. Zidane was in London for months and we forgot. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, maybe a maybe month and a half or so he was in London. We didn't even realise he's gone. But yeah, he, he, he and Gail both had 61 episodes this year. Gail feels like she maybe did do something around the Audrey storyline with it, with the suicide. There were a few nice scenes with Helen Worth and, uh, and Sue Nichols. Um, Beth. Beth hasn't done anything for years. Not really. Um, Paul, one of the gay dads. Yeah, um, he's been he he's been around, but he it he's feels like his worth on the street is useless. yeah in question. I'm I'm gonna say you know out of characters that I actually do want to do something desperate for Debbie to do more. Yeah, and when we got to the summer and we had Ed being electrocuted in in her hotel and there was a yeah. whole thing about oh I'm gonna lose the money what will I do I thought oh, great we get a Debbie storyline at last and we did but it was about. Two, three weeks, maybe, which involved her staging a, a, a fake robbery of the bistro with Ryan as the bistro ninja. And then she disappeared off again, sold the bistro to, to Nick and Leanne at the end of the year. And who knows what she's up to now. This but is the trouble, yeah. Because... Sue Devaney is such an asset to that show and they're not using her. Debbie is a wonderful character. She's bloody brilliant. Out of all of the minor characters, because there's always going to be major and minor and some go here here and there in between. But De- Debbie is seemingly like perennially minor, which is weird because when they bring a character back, Can we it's say usually... supporting? Yeah, yeah, supporting then. Usually when they bring characters mm. back, and Debbie came back after, what, 30-odd years off, um, <laughs> it feels <laughs> like they enough. want to do something with her, but they haven't really. She's yeah. been fabulous, but just... I love Debbie. I fleeting. want more of her. Fabulous but fleeting is yeah. my um, assessment of Debbie. She's my one that I'm going to pick because I love her so much. I think she, she's one of these characters that can't be in an A story she as could. a main character. She so could. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't think of something. I mean, she could do... No, this is my point. She could do dramatic. I really know she can. She can be very dramatic. But an A story, to me, is the, only about drama. Mm. And I like Debbie as a, as a comedic character. There's never been an A story that was a comedy story that lasted a year. No. I don't want that for Debbie. I think the A story should be just called the I story, to be honest, because it's the issues, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but, then... but I want I want Debbie to be in it more, yeah. but I don't want them to take a character that is a good comedic character and turn her into a dramatic one, because I think they've done that before, for example, with Mary, 
and it doesn't work. Mary has sometimes worked, but she's quite gone back to being silly again now. Yeah, I, I think I think Debbie's a very strong contender here. I think Nina, I'd like to see do more this year. And obviously she had a huge 2021 with the hate crime story, but it's been bizarre how little she's appeared in it this year. I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe it's she needs a rest, Molly Gallagher, you know, after the big, the big year. But to have such a crucial character to the show who was getting award nominations left, right and centre for her to be just... Oh, I don't know. Let's let's have her having a bit of trauma and um, <coughs> anxiety. panic attack and anxiety in January time, and then that's about all we'll see of her during she was the in year. Sixty six episodes. It, it seems it seems a little bit odd. And also, and and this doesn't, and this is a really weird one. Can do something, Shona, mm-hmm. who was the most frequently appearing, or who had the most episodes under her belt last 142. year. One hundred episodes. No other character appeared in Coronation Street more than Shona did last year. But what did she do? I love her though. She's brilliant. I don't mind her being just the Saki. I, I I think it, I said this for a few years. It's time that that, uh, that David and Shona, who absolutely can have an A storyline, actually had one because it felt like you know the, the the Platt's peak was when Kylie was the matriarch of the family, <laughs> and now Shona's on board. It feels like she uh, she could do so much more. But, um, oh, I do like her though. I like her as. I mean, it feels wrong to give this award to somebody who's appeared so much. Yeah, um, she's funny in the cab, uh, not the cab, in the cafe. I tell you, one one person who is totally diminished in um, appearances, and that's Tracy. Yeah, she's what has she done? I complained about scaffolding, which is weird because going back, say, five, six years or so, it was it was Tracy versus Carla and they were the main women of the street, weren't yeah. they? And, and Tracy is, as a such a legacy character, I mean, she's been in the show for like 50 years or so on and off. 50 years? Well, yeah, she has. She Are you was, out that woman? Ish. Um... 40, 40, let's say 45, I can't She's remember exactly how old Tracy of is, but I know she was born in the 70s. Um, and, and, and you know, is it that she's been teamed up with Steve and they can't give Steve a serious storyline so, so Tracy's been dragged along with it? Because I really liked Steve and Tracy together and I always said that I prefer them as the, as the couple. It felt mm. to me more natural for Steve and Tracy to be together than anybody else. Mm. I I and think... also, I'm going to th- say, if you look, think back to the outrage that was sparked when Tracy came back into the show after she got away with murder, basically, mm. because she was um, let out because of a dodgy, yeah, dodgy uh, uh, evidence tech, or forensic whatever, tech yeah. or whatever. The outrage that people had there about, oh gosh, she can't come back. She's, you know, she's un- ir- irredeemable. And I mean, would people be mad if she came back as she is now? Because she came back, she was quite major and she had a lot of storylines. But <coughs> if if you said to them, look, don't don't panic, because she just won't really do anything, mm. would they would they then oh, be yeah, as mad? Do you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it feels yeah, like, but my point is, it feels like they they took a big, you know, they they made a a big allowance for her to bring her back, didn't mm. they? They they kind of re- rewrote history a little bit and uh, riled people up to bring Tracy back mm. for what? Mm. So that in 2022 she could just wring her hands about. Amy not having a dishwasher. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, you know, Trace, Tracy would be my runner-up here. I, I would only want to pick Debbie as, no, please, please let her do something because Tracy has had her time in the spotlight yeah. and Debbie hasn't. And I want I want Sue Devaney to, to show what she can do because I well, absolutely she's already shown think, me and I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, I want them to give her the chance to show her more. But if I was going for 
if the can do something storyline was just come on, come on, do do you're you're a waste of space here. To be honest, I'm I'm gonna go for for Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would anybody notice if Ronnie disappeared? I don't think so. <clears throat> and I think if He's Ryan went, nothing, I'd be yeah. a bit sad. But if Ronnie went, I'd be like, well. I don't think he adds anything to the show at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, Vinta. <laughs> but I do think he could if if they asked him to. I just think feel like they expanded the Baileys mm. too much. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, know why they brought in Uncle Ronnie that nobody knew who he was instead of Sister Dee Dee when they were like, "Oh, we need another Bailey." They gave him a few things to do, though. I can't remember what exactly. Um, well, he was just involved with the the, the first storyline with, with um, Aggie, Aggie, the, the, the historic affair with Aggie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we, if we're going to get Debbie as a come on, let's do something. Then probably she's going to be pulling Ronnie along for the ride, isn't she? Yeah. Because they're apparently going out, and they've had maybe one scene where we've seen any kind of romantic chemistry I mean, between them ever. But yeah, in a in a show of unconvincing romances, theirs is probably one of the worst, isn't it? I'm j- they haven't given the, they haven't even tried to convince what me. There's some romances for? where I'm like, I don't believe that they'd be together, but this is like I they're only together through dialogue. I don't understand. Oh, I'm staying at Ronnie's tonight. Oh, I'm going to have a drinks what, with Ronnie. What are they what's yeah, what's mm. the attraction? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So Debbie we're going for can yeah. do something we pretty love please. You, Debbie, please. Okay. Can you? Great. Um what okay. we got next? Build up to now. This Which is, is the story where we had a big hype. We had lots of stuff and we were all getting ready. Can't wait for the epic conclusion. To the story that n- nothing really happened. And then happened it just petered out. With. And again, I'm going to say, we are aware that there might be reasons that we don't know why these didn't pan out. You know, there's lots of different reasons why they don't pan out. Sometimes they're to do with political stuff, like, oh, we can't have somebody shooting everybody up when there's just been a shooting in the in the papers. <laughs> there might be a secret illness that we don't know about. There might be all kinds of or, or schedule uh, yeah, conflicts. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure that there have been there's still some turbulence things. with COVID, but I would say the most of the time the things we're about to talk about are just down to not... Well, no, you can't say that. No, no, I'm just guessing. We've got no idea why these stories didn't pan out, but some of them... Well, yeah, all they didn't of these... give it as much time as they as it deserved. Maybe when they were planning it, they thought, "Well, people will be done with that storyline." And actually, we're saying, "No, no, we want a little bit more." Let, let's let's you know, let's let's mention a few. What what are we talking about here? For me, um, I'm kind of kind of leading the the biggest untapped potential and the bit that I could have seen it becoming a much bigger story is Peter and and Mister Thor. I was going to say that, yeah, because it felt like. A big build-up, and mm. you know, it's still it's still got a few. It's still on Peter's mind, but I don't know what happened really. I c- can you remember? I think he just like he there, just there was something like he, he didn't he trick Thorn into revealing something. Uh, Simon, Simon possibly recorded the, it, but yeah, then Thorn tricked the Simon into camp. giving him the. The the record I I don't remember, Nothing but it was happened the conclusively. Not really. He 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 did just kind of get away with it and it felt like as a Peter Barlow story and Peter is you know one of the main guys of the street or at least he should be Chris yeah. Gascoigne is fantastic and like Tracy legacy character um, I thought that you know we haven't had a whole lot from Peter for about a year because after he had his whole liver transplant thing in spring 21 the character went very quiet so when the rumblings of oh Peter's getting a new story came along I was thinking oh at last brilliant I love Peter but it felt like it was over you know, within a month or two, and that was it. Well, it had a big, you know, David and Goliath kind of 
theme yeah. to it, didn't it? Because it's, you know, working class hero versus a annoying, um, posh, uh, powerful man. Mm. And uh, he just kind of got away with it. And, uh, you know, Peter punched him about a bit. And, yeah. oh, no no more questions. It's He's gone yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. I don't really... And there, also, there was... A, the uh, the, It felt like it was going to be an Aggie storyline. And then it just yeah. disappeared. That disappeared. It was, there, nobody at his work said anything. Aggie's been on the cusp of being She's a major player this year. But, no, but not quite made it. It was the same with the Tim storyline as well, where she could get some lovely, lovely stuff. But... Another thing where I felt like it ran out of steam before I was ready for it to stop was Phil and uh, Fizz and Tyrone because yeah. they were building. I thought I thought there was going to be more of a with the with the annulment you talking annulment, about. Annulment. I thought there was going to be more of a a kind of a punchline or a or a conclusion to this budding bromance he had with Tyrone because he backed off in the end and it felt a bit like he backed off because he respected Tyrone as a friend more than yeah. he wanted Fizz as, as a wife. I thought it was weird. I thought it was quite exciting. I thought Mimi was going to come back oh, and she I, didn't which is disappointing. I thought it was quite exciting when Fizz and Tyrone were hiding their secret relationship from Phil because I thought if he finds out he's not going to sign the annulment and then he does find out and it's like oh no and then he like rips up the annulment in front of them but literally the very next episode he just comes around number nine is like oh actually sorry so I will sign reacted. it anyway I'm going now and then it's like oh it's Phil gone then mm. that that it, it was a you know I suppose the, the big climax of it if you will was the wedding and this was just the aftermath but it did it, it could have gone on just that little bit longer because there, there was always the possibility that he was going to say, no, I'm not going to go for the annulment and you're not allowed to get married for a year. But I'm not too fussed by that one, but it felt odd at the time. Um, another story that kind of went nowhere, I would say, weirdly, was Max and his naked pictures. Now, Max had plenty of trauma in 2022, so um, he was just all, already about to get you know involved with Griff. Little did he know, but... That felt like something big at the time. There were a couple of issue stories. The the upskirting one was another one earlier in the year where it's like, oh, they're going to have a big, you know, social media kind of story where we're going to learn lessons not to share things online and and, and we've got to be respectful of each other. And then it just petered out really quickly because they had Amy had a protest at school about the upskirting, uh, kind of disappeared. But Max literally. After what everything we had with Asher a couple of years ago, where her video of her undressing goes online, it's a major thing. Deb's still paying to keep her off the off the adult sites and everything now. Max, on the other hand, he sends a picture of. I mean, they're very vague about what it was that was in here, whether it was a full frontal or just um just to zoom in on one particular piece of his anatomy. But that goes through to the bullies, and then the summer holidays happened, I think, and then. That's kind of it, and nobody's mentioned it since. Hmm. You feeling the same about that one? I can't even remember it happening, which is how it goes to show. You. I mean, I do remember it happening, but mm. yeah. Uh, um, anything else? The fact that Emma and Faye killed somebody, <laughs> but well, they did, didn't. Or did they? Yeah. And then, and it's like John's like, nah. I don't. I don't really. I'd rather go to Australia, to be honest. Which I mean, Australians probably hate this joke, but. You know, it's part of the course. If you kill somebody in England, you get sent to Australia. Get shipped so off maybe down she under, was just. You? Maybe John was like, "No, it's 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 actually on the form because if you want to emigrate, you have to have committed mm. crime." That that story was all <laughs> kinds of misguided. You know, it was a, it was a bam at the beginning of the year, literally the first episode of the year, I think. There were comedic bits like. 
Craig having to sneak round to look under the sink because Faye's fake nail going down the plug hole and then getting walked in on by John. Then he gets obsessed with a crutch and then there's the silliness with the with the the e fit and everything and and then John comes along and he's a bit of a doofus, isn't he? A kind of a lovable dope. And, and but but they were kind of involved. Well, yeah, I think I think the the coroner's report was that he had a blood clot because he was hit by a car, and then and then there was also the fact that it was Faye that was driving, but Emma had been drinking, drinking, she and she was over the, the limit. Yeah, and, she was and the one Imran that was in charge found of the... out, and he heard them talking about it, and he Nothing said, happened. and he didn't say anything about it. It just mm. felt like you know, um, like I said before when we were talking about the year in general and the lack of consequences. It just felt like Corey started as it meant to went to go on with that story of a murder. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, you know, a manslaughter. Yeah. And these two characters, like, if it had been... This is my question. If it had been unlikable characters, and maybe if it had been older men, say, for example, would people have minded more? Or is it because they were two, you know, fairly likeable young girls they so oh don't I'm you not know gonna, it's not I fault. wouldn't say that Faye is mega likeable to be honest but Emma's popular isn't she it just felt like how are we going to get rid of Emma and and they kind of almost got too far down the road before, and they're like we can't turn back now we're doing this you know Faye's had a bit of a rough year on the whole really because she also had her early menopause storyline which could have been an affecting issue storyline but apart from the old mention here and there and then you know a couple of months off then Craig's trying to control the diet and then we don't hear about it again that's been a build-up to now but i kind of feel that we will hear more about it so i don't, I don't think it'd be yeah. fair to give phase early menopause that toya's trial was a bit of a build-up to now it was a big story and yeah, biggest story a of big the year shocking twist when it turned out i oh, know i did actually mm. kill him and then the I'm trial not itself gonna... was over in a day or was it, was it a day, two days maybe? It felt like they didn't give it enough time by far. And it also felt like there was a, loads of scenes missing afterwards where she was going, gosh, how can I live with myself? Yeah, now? it's just like, anyway, I'm going to take the red ring off because Spider's here now. Yeah. Th- there's there's some strong contenders here. I mean, this, this won't win, but I just want to give a shout out to Daniel and Nikki's Edinburgh trip that they were organising for a month or two back in, you know, when was it, March sort of time. And we so thought, oh, what's going to happen when they go to Edinburgh? Is, no, it's fine. Uh, is, someone, is, is he going to have his wicked way with her? But then it was like, oh, no, no they mentioned that we went to Edinburgh. Um, okay, then. So um, it's difficult. This is a tricky one. Lydia, that was almost a, a build up to now because that was, I guess, the big mega drama storyline of the first quarter of the year and after Adam goes over the balcony again the next episode I think it was she's like oh yeah sorry I was evil um but well, I wanted to teach you a lesson anyway I'm going now Sarah kind of confronts her and there was a bit in the hospital bed and yeah but <sighs> that that just felt like it was oh is, is that it for the story and yes it really was and not only was it it for the story but it's pretty much all we saw of Adam for the rest of the year as well apart from the old fleeting appearance um, oh, this is a really, really difficult one. I'm not leaning in any particular way. Is there anything there that's 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 shouting out to you? From a from a personal perspective, Toya's trial feels like a missed opportunity because there was also all the stuff about the car and was the crash really? Does there was a lot of mystery else? involved in that, and wasn't there? I know there? that it was partly our fault because we did we run away with it, but it wasn't based on nothing. No. 
the that cryptic shot at the end when they crashed and we it pans out and then there's a man walking along the road and a car just driving off into the distance yeah. and also the CCTV where they're like oh this is the only bit we've got and it doesn't actually show anything except you driving into the wall all of those were like red herrings mm. and I think that they were they put would put them in there and I don't know why because it felt like it was going to go a different direction completely yeah. and, and, and it's frustrating apart from dead Imran what have the consequences been? Nothing much. Life well, I goes mean, on. It really should have ruined Toya's character, and I don't. I didn't want that to happen. So in my, you know, mm. but why do that to one of your best actresses and one of your legacy characters? Yeah. I don't understand it. I maybe we should go for this because some of the other ones that we've mentioned, like the upskirting, the Max Naked picture, the early men had paused, the thorn. I it was know. they were smaller, yeah, smaller fry. Weren't the other they? thing that bothers me is the Emma and Faye killing John's granddad and, and then revealing just... it to John, and John's <laughs> yeah. like, "I never liked him anyway." It wasn't quite that, but he, no, but he could. It you might know, as well. Have that been. would have made more sense. John was just like, "Well, you know, accidents happen." He he didn't need to come mm. to terms with it at they, all. N- nobody faced any kind of justice. Well, neither of the two of them did because of that, did they? No, because John was the, the only representative we had of, of Ted's family mm. and he didn't care. Yeah. Because he wanted to get his leg over. Yeah. I think for silly storyline it would be that, but I I, I can't... I'm, I'm struggling actually now to fight the personal investment that I had in the Toya and Imran story, which just, despite being my favourite storyline of the year, just didn't quite stick the landing. Oh, I don't want to be responsible for not, for making it win it's both of us you're the, you're the one that kind of said it towards the I end know. i'm i'm taking it along I to know, its but I feel guilty seemingly because... logical conclusion i don't know let's true. do it let's do it let's that say toya's trial build up to now mm. i still still love her um <laughs> speaking of toya i think she might be um a, a, a quite a strong contender for the next award Gemma our Weatherfield Waterworks award um now back in the day of, of Kate and Rana and everything you know there was you know they, they they went through multiple boxes of tissues every episode and I don't think that this year has been one for you know mega crying but um we still got the award who's been just turning on the the, the waterworks this year for you as far as um as far as who has cried a lot, Abby definitely gets gets it. But be, for being pathetic and seeming to bring it on yourself, it's summer, isn't it? I don't. I struggle to give this to Doyle because she's not cried. I, I I think that she might be. She she could be a contender for the um again for the uh, character assassination award later but I think you've got to be shedding some buckets of tears to be considered for this Abby did yeah she went through a lot of trauma when she uh, when she was fighting to get Alfie and everything and then she lost I'm thinking we've seen more crying from Abby in previous years yeah I'm I mean Laura possibly but you know she had something to cry about, didn't she? She had months to live from her stomach cancer and she was taking on um, the blame for, for Gary killing Rick. I'm kind of thinking we've probably seen the most blubbering from Toya again this year. I think that's right, yeah. She, she found out that her, her partner and then later husband cheated on her with Abby. Um, she wanted so desperately to have that baby 
Um, it was within her reach, so was Elsie. Both cruelly snatched away from her. She she lost her husband in a car crash that, yes, she caused. Um, she was crying away in the police station, crying away at the trial. I don't know whether there's much discussion to be had here. Um, I mean, but, but so she's also very justified in in, uh, in her crying, isn't she? Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. There's and no no shame to be the winner of this if, if you've, you know, you've got something to be sad about. And there's been some very powerful scenes of her, you know, I'm thinking of the scene where she had Alfie in her arms. Oh, in, in the hospital, hospital bed. That was probably that was one, one of the, the best, best scenes of the year. Yeah. Where she's um, remembering how, how amazing Imran was. Even her with Spider, you know, realising that he was fibbing to her a little bit. Mm. Or she's mm. she's had a lot to deal with and uh, <laughs> Georgia Taylor's been fantastic. At, um, she just really is, she just always looks devastated. <laughs> it's really heart-wrenching. I, I think And that... I, honestly, she she's one of the few actresses that if I watch her cry, it starts making me cry as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're doing it well. I think in some, some years, the Weatherfield Waterworks has gone to somebody, a character where we've just said, oh, grow up. Put yourself together. Put yourself, like. yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't think people are saying that towards Toya. I think that although there have been many tears shed, it's not a constant stream like it has from some ladies no, in the past. You. And it is always it is always women that seem to go for this. Uh, oh, boys can cry too, you know. Boys can cry too, but I'm going to say that, you know, that there's it's a sexism against men that means we're not really ever going to see... Well, maybe 2023 is but the again, year. But again, maybe have we ignored in the past? Because if you think about, say, for example, when... When David went through his rape storyline, he cried a lot. Yeah. Has Max cried a lot? I'm not sure. Don't Maybe we so. just ignore male Aiden, tears. of course. Yeah. What, look what happened when everyone you, ignored Aiden's tears. I don't tears. think you can give somebody Weatherfield Waterworks. <laughs> they've right. done that. Toya. We going with Toya? Yeah. Okay. That's two awards in a row for her. Good job. <laughs> um, next up, we have the No One Can Ever Know Award, where we... Um, where we look at some of the silliest secrets that the characters on the street have had now, to keep. These aren't just silly secrets, but reasons for keeping a secret makes no sense and is only really for drama, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what have we got here then? Just having a quick well, scan Well, Emma and down. Faye hiding the fact that Ted was dead was silly. Because they could have just said he was fine when we saw him last... Um, I think he must have died of something else. Let's not ever tell anyone we were there. And that was a, a long lie, wasn't it, for a good few months. But then it came, the truth came out and, and everything was kind of okay about it. Well, John was at least anyway. That Tim was... not telling Sally about his heart bypass operation. You know, I can sympathise a bit about not wanting to share a horrible health problem because you don't want them to be really true. Yeah. But... Um... Um, I'm wondering, like, I, I know a, a secret that that seemed very silly at the time. When Abby was going to um, flee the country with Alfie and she was getting her fake passports and everything and Kevin was going along with it. And I would think that although Kevin loves Abby, I think he's more of an honourable, no, this isn't right. Well, I would have also thought I he would have I would have thought said, he would have stood up like, for, for him. Just man. to give you some advice here, this is this is bonkers. Yeah, and and, and, and that, it's not going to work. That that wasn't particularly forthcoming, so that's quite a strong one for me. Um, I mean, so much with summer it has been secrets and lies, hasn't it? You know, um, Aaron and uh, summer. Aaron and summer agreeing to keep each other's secrets, where 
She he finds out that she's not been taking her insulin properly. She finds out that he's got a violent dad. Okay, let's keep that quiet then, shall we? We had things like um, when she was the one that took the revision cards into the exam and Ardy was the one that got in trouble for it. They both kind of said, oh, okay, let's let's not say it was you, Summer. That was silly. Some All the lies about whether or not she's pregnant or not she and the had miscarriage and Schrodinger's baby. Yeah, she did. So at one point, it's at certain points, it's difficult to remember whether she was or wasn't pregnant. Yeah. Sometimes she's lying she was and sometimes she's lying that she wasn't. She, she was a massive fibber this year. And so, I mean, usually the, no one can ever know is awarded to a particular secret but I, it could well be this year that we decide just for the general, all of the secrets summer. together, maybe summer. I think we should give it to her. Well, let's just see what else have we got. We've got things like um, Abby's secret baby. She didn't want anyone to know that she'd given birth, did she? And she, she went on the run. We had Sam and Roy having their secret chess matches together. Still the truth behind Rick's death. Um, well, that's not really... That makes sense why that's a secret. But Kelly... What what she got to lose by by outing Gary now? I mean, she tried to get him killed, but mm-hmm. I, I know she ended up just kind of saying, "Oh well, I guess you've learned your lesson. I'm going to disappear off now because it's my final episode." So that that's a possible contender. We've got Spider being a secret undercover cop. Yeah, but you have to keep that a secret. I guess so. I you guess can't go so. around telling everybody you're a cop, undercover cop. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um, think there's any. I don't think there's any other sort but a secret undercover cop. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we got Sam and Hope um, keeping each other secrets, where he finds out that she's been contacting this mad dog online who turned out to be the the book writer, and and she and he found, she found out it was a bit. He found out that she was writing these secret letters. So there's a bit of secret keeping there. It doesn't feel as big as some of the summer storyline. I mean, the- summer's just been fibbing all year long about anything that could she possibly could, hasn't mm. she? Yeah, she's just so mixed up. Yeah, I think I'm giving it to summer. Can I just say? I mean, surely we can't give this person another award. But the whole let's keep it a secret that I actually did kind of know what I was doing when I drove into a wall. Yeah, Toy a but- secret. Don't tell anyone, Leanne. Yeah, but the- why would you tell everyone? This is an award for people who's kept a secret for no reason. For Just for the drama of it. Yeah. If I was Tori, I'd keep my mouth shut. Yeah, okay. It was a big secret, but you're right. I, I, I guess it's You could only really argue and say, well, there's no point keeping it a secret because everyone knows. Mm, mm. But I mean, <laughs> I don't think that makes sense. Yeah. Um... What else we got? They're kind of the main contenders, really, aren't they? And... and you're right. Clint it's, it's... and Abby and Bernie and Joseph. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. But that there was when Clint um, delivered Joseph and and Hope home, didn't he? And he said that he'd found them. But no, that's no, I'm not going to count that. I, I think it's hard to argue against Summer here. Just, just Summer's various fibs. I mean, yeah, this year has in in cinema has been the year of the the, the Cin- many um, yeah many Pinocchio oh, releases. And um, I know I think we've got our very own. Weatherfieldian Pinocchio in summer this year. I tell you what, if her nose, nose grew, grows. she'd um, you know, she'd be. Where would it be? Um, Bolton. Bolton. Yeah, she she'd be her nose would be what was going across the road and tripped Stephen up on his motorbike. Yep, definitely. Okay, fine. Summer for her her various lies and manipulations and everything like that. And I do feel a little bit sorry for her poor girl, but um. Yeah. Well, you know, I think she's going to win the next award as well. <laughs> I 
thing that she might do. So the next award is for you, Daft Apeth, which is the oh, award. Oh, you sounded so southern when you Sorry, said Michael. That. Yeah, Actually, Daft Apeth. Apeth is a word we use down south. Okay, okay. And we say it Apeth. Okay, then. Go on, then. What's... My granddad used to call me a Daft Apeth. Oh, Thank okay. you. Oh, fair enough, though. I didn't realise. I'm allowed to use it. <laughs> what's, it's what... not cultural appropriation <laughs> to say Apeth. <laughs> so what's the Daft Apeth award for, for anybody that hasn't uh, seen the bobbins before? It's just for people that act like an idiot, isn't it? And, it, and it's <laughs> similar to the the other one about... I can't remember what it was. What? Where it's... Oh, the fictional, like... Oh yeah, it's similar to the um, uh, but uh, well, yeah, what did we uh, give over award, yeah. isn't it? Um, but this is about a character, character specifically getting up. Yeah, to who's who's just been silly. And but I think we'll save some what someone's been up to. We'll say save her, at shall the last. we? Um, okay. And we'll talk about like Emma and Faye hiding dead Ted. Uh, Craig thinking that Mary was attacking somebody with a sword, or she was being murdered. Mm. Um, Daniel pushing Max down the stairs and then saying he didn't do it, which I thought was great. <laughs> All the stuff that Imran did to get Alfie back. That's, I mean, some of these are tied, are, are very similar to the um, lying awards, aren't yeah. they? Like things like Kevin agreeing to help Abby flip the country. Well, why do you do that? Another one is um, that's different is uh, Fizz marrying Phil, even though she didn't really know if she wanted to, and she 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 made the decision pretty soon after she said those vows that she wanted to speak with. Tyrone so there must have been an element of doubt there and to, to actually say I do and go through with the whole ceremony that's a bit of a daft thing to do I would say um, yeah so, Simon just uh, giving Thorne the recording of him confessing yeah when he he's, got tricked he's young and because, naive. because Thorne made it look like he'd transferred the money into his bank account and he's like okay then here's your, here's your recording back <laughs> um, go and get back to what you said about um, Fizz agreeing to marry uh, Phil being a bit silly I'm also going to say that Ardy agreeing to marry Kelly was yeah. a little bit of a, a, a decision Hasty made decision. in haste yeah I mean they were really sweet together but it started off let's just pretend we're going out together for a laugh so we can win a competition and then to turn into, oh, no, let's actually elope to Gretna Green. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of... It's probably for the best that it didn't turn out that well for them. As, as tragic as it was for, for Ardy. Almost everything Stephen did last year was silly. Stephen? Yeah. You know, with him um, saying, oh, Audrey, I don't need your money. And, uh, you know, killing Leo. Yeah, silly, wasn't it? That's so silly, so silly. I, I, I don't know. I, don't, I think Stephen was all right. I'm not going to. I don't think he should get this one. But um, somebody related to Stephen. You remember that scene where Kevin smashed up Stephen's car when it yeah. was in the well? That was a bit of a silly thing to do. But it was a momentary lapse of judgment and silliness, S- similar to kind of a bit silly that Toya drove into a wall when she got silly. mad at him running the car. But I, I don't think that she can win this one because, y- you know. We are kind of leading towards summer here. You, you Tyrone got... thinking he could just buy all the copies of I'm a Murderer by John Stape and hide uh, them in yeah. the, in the um, That, that was silly. George buying a tiny sofa. Um, he Not probably should have done his... Not the me- Check the, the measurements, yeah. The only thing I could think of is maybe it said, like, two-seater sofa. I, I don't But know. I can't... That give was, him too much of a get out on there. Is he how old is he? He's in his forties, fifties. And he's never bought a sofa in his life. And yeah, he didn't exactly. really realise there were pitfalls. <laughs> um 
I mean, all of these are very silly and, and I feel bad because it's like almost every character has done something that you might say is silly at some point during the year and, and it kind of needs to be done so that plots can go the way Sometimes that the, 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 the big bosses want the plots to go. But and I, and talk- I hate it when they make characters do things that they wouldn't normally do. Yeah, but let's talk about the elephant in the room. Who is Summer? Okay, so what what's she done that's been silly this year? Well... She- <sighs> Go what on. has she done that's sensible? <laughs> that's, that's I don't it... think she's done a single thing all year where you go, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'd, I'd have done that as well. I, yeah. Honestly, I'm trying to think of all the stuff she's got up to, you know, and I mean, some of these things um, are part of more wider issues, storylines that actually could be a very powerful you know, tack- tackling of the of these problems. I mean, like, you girl, know, her eating disorder. And, 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 you know, ha- having, a, having an eating disorder on top of having diabetes is incredibly serious. But it's just it's just the way that they portray her and the, the compounding of bad decisions on top of each other that it starts to feel like... I c- you can't really address this as, a, as an issues-based storyline because it's not relatable in any way. Because, no, you're just because other people throughout yeah, the episode. Because other people, when if you know, people... You can't... I don't see how you can relate to her if you've got diabetes. Mm. And I've heard people say this when they talked about... Who have diabetes, who've talked about her storyline. She's totally unrelatable because she just does everything wrong. So let, let's have a quick reminder then about some of her not so wise moves this year numerous times she's been squirting her insulin down the sink which she kind of needs to stay alive yeah um i mean that's not that's not you know that's part of her diabolemia yeah yeah i know i know but, but added it, on to that yeah she she's not eaten very sensibly she's she's been scoffing things that she hasn't been scoffing and then not eating when she should be eating and and that's just led to her collapsing a couple of times many and times you would have thought that you know collapse once Fool me once, shame on me, or whatever. Collapse once, shame on you. <laughs> so, something twice, like that. Shame but on me. Come on, come Collapse on. Collapse five times. What's um, going on? Taking those revision cards into her exam this year. In what universe do you think you can get away with that? I'm sure some people do. Thinking but that come she can on, cheat Summer, well. you're smart. She's uh, not that smart if she has to cheat in an she, exam. She's book smart, and I, I know she's, she's one of the reasons I think she said that she wasn't ready for the exam was because of all the eating yeah, but can problems I just and everything. Say, but I think she could have won it. 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 <laughs> the thing is, right, an exam isn't just about how much do you remember. It's a specific pressure, a test of how well you can cope with that pressure. And I'm not going to say that it's easy because I nearly had a nervous breakdown when I took my mum did my GCSEs. I was genuinely incredibly stressed and anxious mm. about it, but I did very well. Um, it's a test of, of not just knowledge, but also how do you react under pressure? And the fact that she tried to cheat and then collapse or whatever she did, or go to the toilet or something, yeah. you know, it shows that she didn't cope well with the pressure. And and the other thing about it is that not everybody can, and that's fine. There's other things that you can do in life that don't need great exam results. But someone doesn't seem to have even realised that, mm. does she? No. You don't have to be book smart or good at exams to be successful in life. No. And Coronation Street could have used Summer as an example of that. But what's she doing now? She's just wandering around in the factory, falling over every five minutes there. <laughs> at least there's a, a lot more place with the soft landings in the factory, She's isn't just there? just falling into like um, big uh, panets of 
pants. Yeah. Um, she, what else has she done? She 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 had that that's that episode where she was getting high on hash brownies. Um, getting the so, bishop. That that means some stoned. people would say whatever it's all for fun, but uh, others would say maybe not a good idea with all her other health problems might compound it a little bit. And yeah, you as you said that did end up getting the bishop stoned as well. Um, she accidentally got pregnant, and I don't want to you know I know that these happens. things happen. It happens. But it's building a picture of this character, yes. isn't it? She, it's, she yeah, lost her virginity this year. And within, you it's know, within months, she got pregnant. <laughs> and getting the bishop stoned and messing yeah. up your exams and squirting the incident down the sink. And then, when, and, and then once she is pregnant, agreeing to give the baby away to Esther and Mike, who are clearly sinister to anybody else who's watching. And she's like, oh okay. Fault. oh, okay then. And she says she's going to put Mike on the birth certificate. She was just going along with this just because she wants to kind of be nice. Also naively expecting poor um, Aaron's dad to just immediately get better from one round of rehab. Yeah, I mean, £10,000 rehab. Never thinking but... that it could possibly not stick the first time, which I guess is just being naive, mm. but, you know. That... She she agreed to keep Esther and Mike's money, or she decided to keep Esther and Mike's money, even though she knew that the baby had gone and she didn't think she was going to get she caught out. She, could just she was it just up. kind of, I can imagine her going around the whole year with her fingers crossed that everything was going to turn out all right. And she's like, this magic isn't working. I think That's she exactly needs to, what that is. I think, I think she needs to turn, you know, find a new a new faith. The, the crossing your fingers technique's not working. I think she needs to have a bit of a word with Billy and see if she can get in there with uh, with his lot. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. Mag- magical thinking. Yeah, yeah. Is is she's just been guilty of it all? You like this will work out. This will work out. I don't know mm. how, but it will. And 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 the sad thing about all of this is, I think as an audience, we're supposed to feel sorry for her. And like saying, oh, this poor girl, her situation has look what it's driven her to, and oh, she's she's so lovely, and she just wants to do the best for everyone, and she wants to give Esther and Mike her baby, and she wants to keep Aaron happy, and she doesn't want to let her dads down, and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But I think, and, and there definitely are a lot of summer fans out there. We've seen them online, but the overwhelming majority of viewers, from what I've seen at least, are just like. You're such an idiot, Summer. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard. And it and it is it's certainly not true of every character who is the architect of their own destruction that we don't feel sympathy for them. It, people like Abby, for example, who she you know, she's a drug addict and she's fallen off the wagon a few times and she yeah. still manages to the show create sympathy for her, despite the fact that she has made decisions that have caused herself harm. Mm. Whereas Summer, I just I just after a while, this year, honestly, this whole year has just been one thing after another. I know. And, and, it and feels this, like she shouldn't be allowed to make any decisions for herself. If this storyline doesn't wrap up soon, she could be a strong contender for Daft April for 2023 as well, couldn't she? We've already seen a few things this year, which has left I mean, me going, yeah. Dah. I know that this isn't part of, of 2022, but when she was stuck overnight in the nursery and... She could have done so many things to try to rescue herself. And what did she do? She went to sleep on the on some newspaper <laughs> like a puppy. Yeah, after bashing her, uh, bashing her shoe against the window a couple of times, honestly. Well, I mean, it, it, can't, it can't be anyone else, can it? Yep, Daft Apith. Daft Apith, there's got to be some of this, yeah. And um, yeah, she is a bit of a contender for our next award as well, which is the Character Assassination Award. And uh, this is where we think of characters that have 
you know, really had a bit of a rum do this year and the writers, for plot purposes, we feel have made them do things that maybe they wouldn't do and, and we kind of, yeah, left at the end of the year thinking, oh, we, we don't hold you in a strong regard, as high regard as maybe we did at the beginning of the year. I mean, I think there's definitely one kind of standout contender here. Um, is there... I mean, Who, I, I, what I, are you talking about? I kind of think Toya. She, the fact that... The fact that she was a character the, assassin. <laughs> the fact that they made her say, yes, I knew what I was doing. I drove into why that wall. Why did they do that? Wall. I yes, don't understand. I did kind of... She, I don't she understand ends why they did the, She ends the year a murderer. No, no, no. She was found not guilty of murder, wasn't she? Yeah. But she's very man, man there's something very manslaughtery about it. And, <laughs> and no, nobody really seems to care. I mean, in a way, it's not a character assassination because everyone's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And, and she, she literally has got away with it. But that's got to be eating away at her soul somewhere. And I'm kind of just thinking a little bit less of Toya. And it's really difficult for me because I love Toya. Now than I was thinking I six months ago before the trial. Like, I wanted the trial to be a moment of triumph for her where she suddenly remembers the truth and, you know, so, and then for whatever reason, the crash wasn't were, wasn't her fault, but we never got to it. Um, but, I mean, she's not the only contender. Summer could say that she's a character assassination, but I think to, in order for it to be Summer, we'd have to hold her in a little bit higher regard 12 months ago. And, yeah, and, not, and, and she was already true. kind of plummeting downwards at this, this time of the year. Um, we got um, Imran. Did they kind of do a number on him before? They did a bit. They really did, didn't they? Because he was a liar. And the, the whole reason he was murdered by his wife is because he's an arse. Yeah. But then in the end, he did rescue her. He, yeah, he heroically. had that moment of her heroism. And anyway, he did, and, just and... to point out, we keep forgetting this, but actually... Toya didn't kill Imran. He had a heart condition that killed him because he survived the crash. Oh, I know, I know. But, but then again, is it, like, it, up, is it but... like a Ted situation where it led to it? It did, didn't it? it, it I'm did. so confused. It, it shouldn't be this confusing. I think that they made... It was nice that they had that moment of heroism, but having him lie in court, and, and I'm still standing by him and saying... Ben was the one who coerced him to lie in court. He really, they made a really good job of making it look like he didn't want to do it. But... Well, it was a convenient, mm. you know, it was convenient for him to believe Ben and so he didn't ask too many questions. No, yeah, Which is no, probably he, he the worst you can really say. But for, for a lot of the first half of the year, over the first few months of the year, he was hiding the fact that he'd had it off with Abby. Then he tried to hide that he was having the baby and he was sneaking off to the hospital without Toya knowing. They... <laughs> he he didn't but, I wouldn't go okay. so far as to say he left the show as a villain and lots of people still held hold him in high regard and having said he won the top lad award for the best best male character of the year in the Conversation Street Awards but, but can I just also say uh, Imran wasn't necessarily always a completely squeaky clean guy he was a bit cutthroat when he first came in yeah yeah he, he definitely had that side to him but they leaned more heavily into that in his it's final because Charlie Tomello is such a sweet He's, Happy he's too guy. charming, isn't and, uh, he? Yeah, I think it's one of those. If Imran's been in, if had been in the show for longer, I don't know what, how he would have changed, but I'm certain he would have done because mm. I think that as the writers get to know the actors 
um, a bit more. Not that I think that they really do anymore. Mm. Have a have an opportunity. I don't know. Don't um, know what happened. It change. You know, it changes. Yeah. Things can change. Mm. I've seen some people. Um, just to, to to give another throw another name out there. Some people saying that spiders had a bit of a character assassination this year. In that. You know, lots of people not been too happy with him coming back, working for the man, being an undercover cop. Well, I- He's not quite the same spider that we remember from before, but I'm going to give him a pass for that because we all change over over the course of 20 years. Um, well, can I and say I still quite enjoyed him, so... That his reasons for why he became a cop were completely unconvincing to me. But not enough to say that he's had a, a full-on character assassination. It's one of I'd these be interested things, yeah. to know what happens to him now the secret's out. Is he going to be more back to how he used to be? Is he going to be a policeman? Mm. A normal policeman? Because I don't actually know enough about undercover policemen. And I don't think it matters because Coronation Street doesn't exist in the real world. So they do what they like. Mm. But if you're an undercover cop, are you a normal cop? Or are you only an undercover cop? I, I can't remember. We have watched plenty of episodes of The Bill, but it was know, a while it ago. It doesn't make any difference. Um, like, is he, is he, could we see him in uniform like Craig? No, no, no. He, I, That's what I'm trying to get I, at. No, he is, is a, he detective. a detective. Or, yeah. well, so what is he going to do? Is he going to, I've got the feeling if he's going to stay in the show for any longer, he's going to become a, he's going to quit being a police officer because he's going to say I'd it's quite too stressful. Like that. It was and fun that he'll he... just hang out with Toya. It was fun that he had a secret when he came in and he was having his secret phone calls and everything and it added a bit of mystery. We don't need another police officer. I don't need him to be a cop anymore. It doesn't quite fit him. Especially as he also is very similar in personality to Craig, I'm going to say. They're both amiable, (laughs) happy guys and you can't have two incompetent, happy police officers. I I, I, I vehemently disagree that Spider's incompetent. He is incompetent. I think he's smart. He's not. But he's just not suited he to the police. He had one job. He's he's really good at organising protests and 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 you know and saving the planet and stuff. He's rubbish <laughs> at undercover police officer because um, he failed. Do you want do you want to say anything about Carla at this point? Yes. Because I mean, again, I think it's maybe not this shouldn't count as her because it's been a, a long term. Yeah, this has been decline. a low key long term undermining of everything that made Carla such an epic character. And again, I, I, we haven't really had very much feedback about her. And I know that, that she's got massive, massive fans. And Alison King as well, as an actress, mm. has got her ma- massive fan base. And I certainly don't um, mean any disrespect to her as an actress. None of this is about the actors. No, no, no. Alison King's all. very strong. Um, I just don't know what they think they're doing with her. Because she, like I said, I've said this many times... She doesn't need Jacob to help her sell pants. She doesn't need to make Kirk into her deputy. She doesn't need Summer <laughs> vacuous Sarah as her partner. No. She she's coming off as she used to be strong and um and, she used to be and a lone wolf. forthright, but now she's turned into a petty moaner. Like when when she was rude to people in the factory, it's because she had a job to do and she wasn't there to make friends. But recently she's just turned into a bit Petty. I did. I did like small. it when she. Um, and this doesn't count for twenty two because it was in this year. But she stood up to Sarah and like pretty much fired her the other week yeah, after Sarah good. said, you, "You, you know, you're, you're past your prime, Carla. But, but, but we it need was, more of that." But it was it that was precipitated by Carla being a bit of a bitch to to Sarah for yeah. no real reason, and she's not a, a a bitch for no reason. She is just a strong woman, and people don't people find that. 
very confronting and difficult to deal with, which is why Carla was such an important feminist character because she didn't like to cook. No, that's a joke. Because she <laughs> because she was just a strong businesswoman and she was very much like yeah, Mike Baldwin in a way where she didn't really care about anything but the bottom line. Yeah. She she she's not in it to 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 put Sarah down and make her feel bad about herself. If she could use Old Carla, if she could have used Sarah in any way, she would have done it I mean, to get ahead. Do you remember one of Carla's early storylines where she was had those um, Polish workers working all hours? She killed one of them. hours, exactly, until one of them keels over and dies, now, falls down the stairs from exhaustion. Yeah, the new Carla would just be She'd wanting to make friends with them. She'd win the Apprentice yeah, yeah, with that attitude, true. but I, she I, don't, I don't think we can give this award to Carla because it's not necessarily a 22 thing. It's been happening for a while. You're right. Um, Stephen, perhaps... Because he came in where lots of people were fairly ambivalent towards him and now he's, you know, he's not coming back from this, is he? No, I agree. I agree in that. I agree in, with the sentiment, but I can't give it to him for my personal love of him. Like, I couldn't have cared less about Stephen before last year. In fact, I probably wouldn't have remembered he existed. But I love him dearly now and uh, I can't say that him <laughs> I enjoy being a watching has made him, him okay. uh, a worth character um, just just another a couple that I kind of would want to throw out there um, Violet as in Violet Wilson Dylan's mum um, she's just kind of like yeah don't want my son anymore he can, come and, he can come and live with you Sean I'm a rich Londoner I don't care about children anymore yeah so that that's a bit of an odd one um I put Laura. Why would I? Why would the character assassinate Laura? I don't know why you've written that because she redeemed herself. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. Know, I don't know why she's in my list. I probably had a good reason at one time. Um, oh, I'm gonna go going towards Toya here. Dear. I, I abstain. You, you can't abstain. No, You've abstained I am. before. No. Let, no. Don't let me be the one yeah, you'd be the who's bad throwing guy. Toya to the wolves and all of this. No. I said that she was there in the no, in the, I love her in the silly story. No, I, love I her. know, but if you love her, why can't you can you grab hold of some of that annoyance she that can't you do have? Anything wrong. Of what the the writers love her. and showrunners have done to it. Gemma's just sitting here desperately scrolling on oh, her I'm phone. On, I'm on She's just going through you. Twitter saying, "No, if I if I, I go on social I'm media, not I'm not here, and I bear no responsibility for for giving Toya the character assassination me. award." It's not my fault. I think it has to be. It. I think it has to be. I didn't do it. Put your phone down, for I'm looking at You're picture. doing an award show. I'm you don't see them getting their mobiles Martin. out in the middle of the Oscars now, do you? Or even the Razzies. They do. Which is what this one is. they do. Say it, Gemma. Say that Toya is winning the Character Assassination no, Award this I year. I won't. Who would you say then? Then you give me your winner. Violet. No, move you're on. not saying Can Violet. Can we move on? Oh, I can't believe you no, backed out of this one. No. Well, I'm saying Toya. Redeem her coronation streak somehow. All right then, somehow. okay, I will. I want more. I want Toya. I want twenty twenty three to be Toya's year of redemption. Okay, bring... I want her and Spider to open a juice bar in the precinct together and just be fun and cool and hippie-ish. Bring bring him round back from the dead. Yeah. Get get some of Bernie's juju beans or whatever it is. Get get Toya <laughs> and to go. Juju board. Get Toya and and uh, Leanne to just be in the the bistro one day and Toya be like. Oh, funny thing, I just remembered, actually. Do you remember last year? Now, 
you probably don't actually. When I told you I killed him ran on purpose, I really remember now I didn't. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. It's just a funny joke. Yes, please. Yes, please. And actually, I'm offended that you believe maybe, me. Maybe that would get a give over an uh, award, but uh, it'd <laughs> be worth yeah. it. Right, we've got a couple of awards left. We're nearly the end of How the night. How many have you got now. left? Just, really? Just, just, yeah, just two, just two awards left. And the penultimate one is the Rover's Rubbish Return Award. This is a bitchy one. Yeah, I mean, but this 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 is a lot of a lot of nominations for this. This is when we look at characters who've returned to the street during a twelve month period and say which ones of those really wasn't worth the effort. And Coronation Street has seen plenty of returns this year. Let me just run down all these names at the moment because can this turn, is. A, can, can you put the blanket on? Because you said you put the blanket the, on. The and hot it's blanket not on. has been on. It's not on. Yeah, it cold. It, it's oh, no, free. I didn't press the hot button. Sorry. Okay, we're now going to get warm knees. Um, so these are all characters that came back in 2023. There are loads, and it always whenever I do this, it always make me excited to wonder who it's going to be in the upcoming year. Sorry, these are the ones that came back in 22. So we had Linda, um, which is Joseph's grandma at the beginning of yeah. the year. We had weird Lenny the private investigator for an episode or so just for the laughs we had uh, Nikki sex worker we had Spider of course huge one DS Beckett was back to to make Gary quiver in his boots Um, Wendy Papadopoulos massive Stephen Reed of course Dylan Wilson back after a weird kind of staggered return to the street in the past few years where it felt like he was coming back and then he didn't. I guess that's COVID. These aren't nominees. These are just These are just people who returned. We had um, Syrah Habib. We had Martha. Wow, huge return there. Um, Claudia and Charles made it back for an episode in the summer at Chariot Square. Lone Shark Karen. Sharon. Sharon, sorry. (laughs) What would a Karen be like if they were a Lone Shark? They should have have a character called Karen. (laughs) Oh, Karen McDonald's. Uh, we got Rick returned as a ghost. Harvey came back for a few scenes in prison. Jeff made one reappearance in Yasmin's Nightmares. And um, towards the beginning of the year, so I don't know why she's at the end of the list, we had Grace come back just to um, settle some scores. Um, okay, I have some... Mega, mega numbers for returns there. I have a clear winner f- for myself. For who's the, the most the rubbish most rubbish award. one. I haven't really... Th- Thought. Um, I'm going to uh, say who, who one. I'm going to say that this is actually a pretty good list of fairly decent returns. Some of them yeah. I wish have lasted longer, but I think that where they brought people back, they generally did it for a reason, and it and it was made. You know, like say for example, Sharon coming back to to kick. Kelly down the route of realising that Gary had killed her dad. Mm. Rick coming back as a ghost, fantastic. Jeff coming back as a as a nightmare, fantastic. Um, I'm kind of made out of all of these where it's like you didn't really need to come back to be honest. I'm thinking Grace. I'm thinking Nikki. Oh gosh, yeah. Because I liked Nikki, Grace. I, I thought she was an interesting character and it did yeah, there was a certain element of well We're just tying up loose ends here. She's still extorting was, the Baileys. At least there was a loose end to be tied up. With Nikki I didn't like her character and I didn't want to see her back and I don't mm. know why she came back and I'm glad that she went. Yeah, when she came back, I was like, oh no, maybe we'll get a few cardigan it, jokes out it was, of it. It but... was like a can of worms. Like Coronation Street just opened a big can of worms there well, they and have... then they threw it on the ground and ran away because Nikki came back as a sex worker who had become a TA and then her past as a sex worker was uncovered and then she got in trouble and... What what was that for? What yeah, and she, then, then she just kind of like, scarpered. It didn't feel like we 
Coronation Street was very, very non-committal about what the hell that was about because you can go two ways, can't you? You can say, well, you know, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have, um, she should have realised that that would have happened and she should have taken greater steps or not tried to work with children. Mm. Or we could have said everyone needs to be less judgmental and understand that teachers and doctors and everybody all have personal lives and it's nobody's business. And if you can perform at your job, then what you do in your spare time shouldn't be a problem. Mm. And we didn't get either of those. We just got Nikki going, oh dear, see you later. Yeah, that's all that lingers in my mind. And... (laughs) One, the only good thing I remember was the spider plan in a box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when she got a job as a TA and still managed to recruit a whole box worth of junk after about a week yeah. when she when she left it. Yeah, that really was a rubbish return. I wasn't excited to hear that she was back. I didn't particularly enjoy her when she was there. And, and when she left, I was kind of happy. I think she then came back fleetingly a few months later in the back of Peter's cab. I can't even remember what that was about. Yeah, not impressed but with it. Now, pretty much everyone else on that list, it was either, I was really, really happy to hear, to have them back. Like, you know, Spider was the biggest one that I was thrilled with. Martha as well. Even Claudia and Charles. Yeah. I enjoyed them for what little they were. Even it feels like, yeah, just like, shout out, like even Beckett. Oh yeah, Beckett. That was, that's not and Sharon, brilliant. Loads of really great, mm. and and even Lenny. Yeah, it was just nice that they got the same guy back. Yeah, who has a bit of a history playing the same character. Yeah, and yeah. Linda, I like seeing Linda too. Linda actually was a bit of a revelation because when she was in the show back in what was it, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen ish, um, I. I didn't really think much of the character at all. I thought, I don't need her. Yeah, go on then, whisk Katie off to Portugal or whatever. I had no opinion, but I actually quite enjoyed her this time. And, and, you know, I felt bad that, yes, she did have all this money and everybody didn't. So is she expected to shell out for them? And why shouldn't she be able to buy Joseph trainers? And and she, they, they, they did a, a good redemption-ish in my eyes for, for Linda. So... It's Nikki, isn't it? Nikki was the Sorry, Rover's Nikki. rubbish return this rubbish. year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and finally, and the the difference between these awards and the Conversation Street Awards is on the Conversation Street Awards, we build up to the big one, whether that's champion. And with this one, it's just, it's the Weatherfield Wayfarer Award. It's no, no massive um, conclusion here. But this is where we take a look at some of the some of the weirdest reasons that characters have been off our screens. Now, this was... This was more of an important award back during COVID times, didn't they? When certain characters had to take extended absences and they came up with weird reasons why they were off screen for and a again, while. This but we haven't external, had much this year. This is an external circumstances award. All well, of these so, people aren't in it because they had something else they had to do. Yeah, pre- pretty, much. pretty much. So let's look at the excuses they came up with. <laughs> so when Simon Gregson broke his ankle and couldn't be in Coronation Street for a while, they just had Steve disappearing to Spain for three months, which is, you know, brilliant that he's got his brother there because perfect place to get away to when you need to be away from the show. Um, but while all that was going on, there was that's all in my head tied with the roof and the, the scaffolding storyline, story line, which, to be honest, has got away very much unscathed from these Bobbins Awards, considering how ridiculous and seemingly useless that storyline was. But yeah, just Steve, Steve going away for Spain. Evelyn, Can I just say one thing about that? Yes. Um, I feel bad for everybody who's been on a Corrie tour 
in that time because it's ruining the pictures of the rovers. I know it is. You can't take a picture of yourself with the next to the rovers without all that awful scaffolding being next That's to you. That's actually really bad when you think about it. <laughs> um, Evelyn disappeared for a little bit, didn't she? Um, that was seemed quite um, abrupt to me because she'd been back in late September involved in the let's get Haley's coat back story, which never really got anywhere. She she triumphantly took on the charity shop worker, got a job there, had some funny scenes where she got fed up with her and nearly clobbed her with a cricket bat and then decided, I'm out of here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to swan off. And she went with to, with her, her old friend James again for a bit. But while all that was going on, there was the John Stape drama that you think, well, probably Evelyn... Could have, should have come back for that. So that felt a little bit off. Um, Abby disappeared massively this year. Uh, she was in it, obviously, as a really main player for the first five, six months or so. But as soon as she got custody of that Alfie, it's, I think she just got lost under a pile of nappies or something because they didn't... She just wasn't in it. There was no explanation no, for Abby's absence. She just existed... In the parts that we weren't looking at. Yeah. Now with with Sally Carmen Dutton, I think when she she got she and and Johnny uh, sorry Joe got married this year, and maybe she wanted to have a bit of time off. I'm not so. She's Joe. been working. A, yeah, Joe Dutton, her husband. She he, she's been working her socks off constantly for years. So if anyone deserves a break, Abby does. Well, it just felt a bit odd that they when they usually do like to give characters well, excuse for time off. They didn't for this one. This is us being fickle because we've always Never. said this is what they should do. Yeah, yes, they... some some people noticed that Abby wasn't in it, mm. but it wasn't like a glaring omission because there's seventy people in the cast or whatever or however many, yeah. and it just is perfectly acceptable that you don't see somebody. Mm. For a few months. Yeah. And and so all these elaborate excuses feel a bit pointless. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, because they make these excuses. When they don't, it feels even more yeah. weird. Um, Eileen getting her invite to Thailand, to Jason. And, Thailand. Um, th- Thailand. Yeah, you know. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so you say it. Yeah. Um, and then Zidane um, just disappearing off to work in London. And like you said earlier in this episode, nobody really noticed until he made a triumphant return at Christmas. And we all went, oh, is he not oh, been in it? Because he's been the... so sporadic these past few years that he's been back anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that any of these ones particularly are so utterly ridiculous, like in some years they have been, that, well, obviously that one's got to get it. Um, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm... All of these seem plausible. fairly plausible reasons for somebody going off. I mean, you, the, there were silly ones, I can't remember whether this one last year, but you know, remember when Roy went off to South America and it was like, oh, yeah. a massive exit for Roy and he's only gone away for about five weeks or so. Um, because he kind of, he lied to the police or something. Um, I don't know at all here. I'm really no. This really is a, this is stuck. ending this awards show on a bit of a damp squib, really. Um, I think. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, I, well, if I'm I was going to lean this whole podcast a, a bobbins award. If I was going to lean towards anything here, I'd probably go for the Steve one. And, and because of all these are external circumstances, I'm not going to feel guilty about saying, well, they had to cobble something together here because of Simon Gregson did his leg in. But having him just disappear and then having Tracy on the phone to him saying, Steve, come back. Oh, what's all the scaffolding doing? And I feel that if we give this Weatherfield Wayfarer award to Steve, it's kind of a... It's giving the scaffolding story a, a nod. Okay. And I, I think it I deserves it. I get on board it. with that. So none of these were terrible 
contrived excuses for characters to be away from our screens, but so that the scaffolding can get an award, um, Steve goes to Spain for three months it is. Got to get a rap on the knuckles. And, and that is it. So um, congratulations to, to all our winners this year. So we had... Um, Aaron. Do a new one we gave to Alan. Grey uh, hoodie. Aaron. Aaron, not Alan. Um, Grey hoodie award went to Big Dave. Mardi Mare award this year was um, Arlia. Ar- uh, Dirty Dog Ken. Brilliant. Uh, give over. Who did we even give that one to in the end? Oh, Eileen's near death experience. Ken, do something. We're saying, Debbie, please, please, let's have you do something next year. The build up to Nout award. Um, think that's the one we had with the Toys trial in the end. Um, Weatherfield Waterworks, Toya. No one can ever know. What did we, did we give that one to in the end? Do you remember? Wasn't it just Summer? Oh, like... yeah, just general, generally Summer's Lies. That's right. Summer also won the Daft Apith Award. Toya, the character assassination. Rover's rubbish return went to Nikki. And finally, Weatherfield Wayfarer Award goes to Steve. Uh, and that's it. Apart from, we did put a call out. I what? just want to say one thing about the Steve going thing, about the, the the scaffolding. I feel like they owe us a massive payoff for that. Because, there'd, be, there'd better be one. Because there's no reason why the scaffolding couldn't have been taken down when Steve, when Steve wasn't there. Mm. I feel like there's a storyline that they want to do with Steve as a character that involves the scaffolding mm. and they're going to now have to wait. If it's a stunt or something, yeah. they're going to have to wait for Simon Gregson's foot to get better. It feels like, you're right, they had something They've planned something for autumn they... time and they just couldn't do and it. And like now it's like, really, well, we can't get rid of the scaffolding They're really now. excited about and, it. And we're all kind of booked up for stories for the, for the future. And they're like, we need, we need to have this in because we bought the scaffolding specifically for this hilarious yeah end of this story so what the hell is it I I really cannot wait to find (laughs) out it's not going to be worth it nothing is worth having that ugly hideous scaffolding up for all that time um we I, we did put the call out um for, for on our patreon for some people to put in their nominations and rebecca always loves the um the bobbins awards doesn't she so um she i'll just run down very quickly who she would like to win this year do one new one she's uh she's given multiple winners here. i don't think you're allowed to do this rebecca but she's saying aaron esther and mike so uh, another one another nod to aaron there and it's all because it's all related to summer yeah, it is. the Grey Hoodie um, Award was goes to the two thugs that captured uh, Kelly. And Kieran. also, yeah, Kieran and co. So also um, Gary, Esther and Mike as well. Lots of Grey Hoodies there for Rebecca. Mardi Mare, Faye and Summer. Dirty Dog, Tim. Oh, he wasn't dirty. He just wanted to, he just wanted to perform wanted to his, his husbandly duty with his wife. Nothing dirty about Disgusting. that. Disgusting. <laughs> Can Do Something Award goes to Abby for Rebecca, but also um, shout-outs to Gail, Yasmin and Billy. I mean, but yeah, Billy is one that could do more. He, he, he could, but I mean, he's been on the sidelines throughout the whole of this uh, summer story, hasn't he? Character assassination, she agrees with us. Toya, Rover's rubbish return, Sharon, Linda, Grace, and then Nikki, like we said. Um, Right, give over award. There might be some things that we didn't think of here. So Toya murdering Imran, Spider being an undercover cop, Emma flying to Australia in 24 hours and going with the grandson of a man that she ran over. <laughs> Nikki getting hired as a TA when she was a sex worker. Uh, build up to Nout Award. We've got Toya's trial. That's what we agreed in the end. Um, but also Tim and Aggie's emotional affair. Ryan breaking into the bistro and getting caught. Yeah, that also that did seem like a bit of a build up to Nout, didn't it? Ryan got in trouble, yeah. but now he's living the high life at Chariot Square. Um, 
we got Sarah and Adam's baby making. Good point. She was they were, they were gagging for it earlier this year. Do you remember that scene which yeah. had the Sarah Lou reclining last. sexily on the sofa? I don't know whether it was the year before last, whether it was this year. I think it's um, everybody too much. We've got um, making uh, Ted's death. Frank bullying George at school. Peter's vendetta against Doctor Thorne. Steve scaffolding and uh, and then Nikki returning. Uh, no one can ever know she's nominated. Jenny kissing Stephen. Hope listening to John's tapes, um, Toya killing Imran, Tim and Aggie's secret, Daniel pushing Max down the stairs, Daft Aperth, we've got Jenny, Toya, Summer, Billy, Paul, Todd and Aaron, so many Daft characters there for Rebecca, and uh, Weatherfield Wayfarer, for her she nominates Evelyn, Eileen and Zidane. And that's it. So, um, that's our Bobbins Awards for 2022. And uh, I just... Uh, I hope it's going to be really, really hard <coughs> to pick some nominees for next year, Gemma. That, that's my hope for 2023, that this in 12 months' time, I'm going to be scrabbling around for ideas. But I tell you what, I've already got my document in my, on my Mac here, and it's already got a couple of early nominations, <laughs> and we're only three weeks into the year. So um, My biggest wish, because it will, will never be an episode, there will never be a year in Coronation Street where something silly doesn't happen. And that's fine. That's fine. But what I wish is that we don't get the same people back again. What do you mean? I don't want to see Summer topping the lists. Let's for... give them all the chance. Let's no, give them all it, the sh- it, a fair we... go. Okay. What do you I mean, mean? I think I do that anyway. I think I do that anyway. So what do you? What are you saying? You just want? I want Summer and I want Toya to have a really good year. Yeah, I don't. I don't want any character to just be perennially massively bad and with no hope Toy of redemption for them no 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 she's not she's not but yeah you're right let's let's have a good year for them because yes. um i i have very much enjoyed both uh, and also yeah I still do like the, the, both actresses i you know we you guys know we we love georgia taylor um harriet bibby do not know her personally but i think she she's done a, she's done a good job she's done what they've asked of her mm. And mm. we know that she can plant her forehead on the ground. Let's see her do something else. <laughs> I really think she's mm. she looks like a really vivacious, vibrant, fun-loving girl. I want to see that. I want to see Summer have fun. I want to see Summer stand up for herself. Do you yeah. know what? If this whole year has been the, priming us for a mega return of of summer as like or like turning summer around that would be a a redemption arc i could totally get behind and i think everybody could absolutely everyone's gagging for her to to, to rally aren't they i don't think aaron's the problem because like i said (laughs) when aaron's not around her he's fine (laughs) okay right i'd i'd like to see him date somebody else i think he could actually date um amy i think they would be great together i don't know in the reins i don't know Oh, now's not the time for this. We're, we're done. We've been going a couple of hours now. I All hope right. everybody who um, always looks forward to the Bobbins Award um, got their fill from our, uh, our offering this evening. And um, I hope some of your favourites won as well, or least favourites. But I think, yeah, I think also, like, you know, for looking at stuff like the, the Daft Apeth and the No One Can Ever Known, it's all part of the kind of big, silly... <sighs> Um, like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Panto, that Corey can be sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are really dark moments. There's There are gritty things. There's murders. There's suicide. There's affairs and betrayals and backstabbers. But there's also 
buying a tiny sofa by accident and, <laughs> and crying because you killed your husband yeah. and stuff like it needs that. A, it, it needs a mixture, needs doesn't it? Mixture, and we really appreciate all the hard work that everybody, even if you won an award, put in for this um, year. And I just really cannot wait to see what we come we to talk about. We still love Coronation Street, don't I, worry. I can't wait it's to just see nice to is. get some things off your chest all in one place sometimes. I think it's all, <laughs> it's all fine, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening today. We're going to sign off now don't forget we've got our main episode of the podcast coming out this weekend where we'll be chatting about all that's been going on in weatherfield this week but for now we're done so thanks again for listening goodbye from me goodbye from me and the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com